0: Everybody, welcome to Two Guys Five Movies. This is one of your co-hosts, Chris Gasparin.
1: This is Frank Pellicone.
0: You are listening to episode two hundred and five of the Spin. Sorry, I'm. I'm so. We've done the Spin Chagrin so often recently. Um, I almost said the Spin Chagrin episode two hundred and five um, of the primary podcast. And tonight is the next top five horror movies in nineteen eighty-six. For those of you that uh, maybe have not listened to the original top five horror movies of 1986, uh, you can go back in the archives to episode 41 back in July of 2019. Uh, on that list was The Hitcher, April Fool's Day, Night of the Creeps, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, and From Beyond. Bless you. Goodness, thank you. <laughs> um, so, Frank, why... Um. Why the next top five horror of 86 specifically?
1: I can't remember which year I looked at first. Um, so I was trying to remember, like, I knew there was a couple of years in the 80s that are just like full of movies that I love. Um, so anyway, so 86, I looked at and was like, oh, my God, there's like, like 20 movies that we could talk about. Um, and that's really it. Yeah, it's got a lot of movies I really enjoy and movies I I don't know if regret is the right word, but like consider putting on the list the first time when we went through it.
0: Mm. Including uh, any other ones that are on this list, I, I assume.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, of course.
0: Yeah, that's a hell of a list, though, that first up, ep- like uh, those first five movies.
1: Yeah, it's really good. There's a couple, um couple, well, more than a couple. There's probably like a dozen movies that I really, I feel like would have been well-placed on um, our original lists when we did the the 80s,
2: so mm-hmm.
1: I'd like to eventually make up for all that.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, we have a little bit, like, here and there, I guess. Um, didn't we do, yeah, we did, like, a top five horror of the 80s that weren't on, oh, I, I should have looked that up. I can't remember what episode that was the... It was in October of either two or three years ago. I can't remember, but we did do like a top five to cover some of those movies that were missed um, yeah. during that time. Because that's when I think we talked about Porter Geist maybe. maybe. Um,
1: <clears throat> Not only are there so many, but there's just continuously discovering every year like movies I've never seen.
0: Yeah. Um, this, this year, you said that Porter Guys 2 was this year, correct? In '86. It is, yeah. It is, yeah. Because um, so that's like one of my. It's not obviously one of the best, but it's one of my favorite um, growing up because it actually scared me. Um, when I was a kid. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> that's some scary stuff in it.
0: Yeah, it's it's just the old guy, really. Like more than anything, but uh, the the killer pretty good in that too, though. Oh yeah. That's freaky.
1: <clears throat> we're um. We're doing a movie in this list that's for you as well, so.
0: <laughs> yes it is um it is absolutely um all right so you want to jump in then yeah I should have just took the segue um <clears throat> missed opportunity uh so number five on your list here is um Stephen Miner's house it stars William Kett George Went, Richard Mull and Kay Lenz it has a fifty seven percent from critics and a forty-six percent from audiences. Uh so uh you want to tell us just a little bit about the plot here? Um and uh why you were kind enough to put it on a list for me, I guess.
1: The only reason is this is on this list is so you can talk about it, I'm not <laughs> gonna lie. Like I <laughs> was so annoyed. It it literally took th- this movie's what, like ninety minutes long? Yeah. It took me four tries to get through it. Like I would just get so tired of it I would just turn it off. Um What's his name? Fucking Rudolph Cobb or something. What what what's his name? Henry Cobb? I don't know. Yes. Um played by the great American hero William Cat. Um he's a successful like thriller slash horror novelist um whose (laughs) aunt owns this creepy old mansion and she dies um, by hanging herself and then he inherits the mansion and decides that he's going to move back in there to write his next novel which is a whiny recounting of his time in Vietnam um which no one is interested in hearing about, but he feels the need to, like, I guess, exercise the demons of his time in Vietnam. Um, so he moves back in and immediately starts dealing with all kinds of, like, weird circumstances, like seeing things and hearing noises and eventually getting, like, confronted by giant demon creatures and... Having his reality like shifted all the time, Um, mm-hmm. you find out that he had a has a son who's been missing for X number of years. That led to the divorce of him and his um wife. His wife, who is a uh, successful television actress, mm-hmm. Um, George Went lives next door as like the busybody neighbor. Yes, um, who wants to be friends. With uh, the famous writer, um, William Cat is fucking insufferable in this movie. Like he's just <laughs> constantly making wrong decisions and acting like an absolute like cretin. Um, I don't know. Eventually, like he confronts his demons, and the biggest demon is this guy that was in his platoon in Vietnam, and he. Was really headstrong and aggressive, and it caused him to get uh, mortally wounded. And instead of William Cat killing him, William Cat ran away because he was too big of a coward to take the guy's life, even though he was obviously like not going to survive. And in turn, that guy, um, played by Richard Mole, um, was tortured for months by the Viet Cong, and um, now his ghost is trying to get revenge on William Cat and. William has to finally overcome him and overcome his cowardice. And he rescues his son and reconciles with his wife. And all's well, you know, then ends well. Um, yeah. Before I let you, like, super praise this movie. Or praise it as much as you intend to. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that I really dislike about House is that I never feel like it knows what it wants to be. Like, I'm fine with it being... like a sort of analogy to like the PTSD suffered by returning vets because Mm -hmm. of the horrors that they witnessed, that would be fine if it was that movie. If they wanted to make it a straight horror comedy about a dude in a haunted house, that's also fine. Um, If they wanted to make it about a guy trying to reconcile with his ex-wife, and having to overcome his d, de- because the thing is, is like it feels so much like everything is, um, meant to be symbolic of, you know, rich William Cat's like problems, right? Mm-hmm. His insecurity, his fear, his self-doubt and self-reformation for how he behaved in Vietnam. Um, The loss of his son. Like, there's all kinds of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. That would be really interesting if they just made the movie about that. But, like, they have to, like, make it a joke all the time. And half the time, like, I don't even know if you're supposed to think that what you're seeing is real or if it is just, like, you know cat's like imagination or his psyche or whatever but then i think it's all real kind of i mean because obviously his son's been missing for like five years
0: yeah i never questioned as a child or now that it was all real
1: well see that's my problem with it is that i don't think you're supposed to Mm -hmm. but i think it's open-ended enough that you can Mm. um and i think it's actually a more interesting movie If it's metaphysical demons, right, as opposed to, like, literal demons.
0: Would make more sense, I think, to some degree, you're right.
1: And it's about, you know, Hob coming to terms with, like, all of the ways that he's failed in life, but instead, look, I love the practical effects in this movie. I think that's the best thing Mm -hmm. about the movie is the way that, like, the demons look and...
0: Yeah. Big Ben's Um, really Big Ben's really impressive.
1: Yeah, that looks really good. Mm The I mean it's it's silly, but the um the demon that kind of like imitates his wife.
0: Oh yeah, like the big heavy set demon yeah in the moo moo or whatever kinda.
1: The like John Carpenter's thing demon Mm -hmm. that's like ends up being the one that sucks him in, like all that stuff is is cool. I like the practical effects of um the garden implements like flying in his head. Um, I think the scene with him falling through the blackness mm-hmm. when he's going to rescue his son looks really good. And the like flying demon there. It's just I don't think there's anything to his character that makes you care about him. I think he's just a, an asshole kind of. And it's weird, weirdly <laughs> inappropriate with like the young boy that is put in his care.
0: I don't think he's inappropriate. With, I I mean, I know. I, I, gets,
1: gets the kid naked and is like, number one, he basically says that he wishes. What is the line? He wants to put a plastic bag over the kid's head and suffocate him. How does he say it? Don't you like to play with plastic bags or something like that? And I was like, oh, my God, William Cat, what the fuck? And then he just like smacks him in the face with a sponge because the kid's like trying to play in the bathtub. I don't. Know. He's just an asshole the whole time.
2: Yes, he He's is. An asshole yeah.
1: to everybody. He's a weenie. Mm-hmm. Like ooh, I don't know. Anyway, I think so, those
0: are things you see as an adult a lot.
1: Oh, I hated this movie as a kid, FYI. So
0: yeah,
1: I must have been a real mature. However old I would have been, twelve or whatever.
0: Yeah, I mean, I saw this oh, movie when I was, you know, like seven years old, probably for the first time. Um, <clears throat> so I wasn't necessarily like considering uh, the character of a uh, of of old uh, Cobb um, <clears throat> necessarily. Uh, he does, he does some like almost like as an adult. I understand exactly where you're coming from. Like <laughs> the fucking. The, He's an asshole um, and and kind of a douchebag. Uh, like, that whole thing is so embarrassing. Like, I remember thinking of it as a child as slapstick, but that scene in the very beginning where he, like, his wife calls and he's trying to pretend that, like, he's got, like, this big, like, whatever poker game or oh. something going on. And he...
1: <laughs> guys, turn it down. Oh. Right.
0: Yeah. And I remember, like... You know, in my, like, bosom buddies, like, adult mind of, like, a seven or eight-year-old, like, you know, thinking it's, like, was funny, kind of, in slapstick, and it's, like, he's just this, like, fucking loser, um, you know, watching him as an adult now, who, um, can't actually, like, you know, discuss his emotions or, um, be real about anything, about, like, his own feelings, and, you know, so, um, so, yeah, I get what you're saying, but I don't think I, like, noticed those things, like, as a kid. Um, I think the reason I, I... I watched this movie at least 50 times, like, probably between the ages of, like, 7 and 10. um, And then, like, rarely saw it after that, honestly. Like, you know, maybe here and there, like, you know, for a while. And then I've watched it, like, a few times, like, in my adulthood. um. But I have a lot of like nostalgic feeling for this movie. And I think that unevenness that you're talking about is what drew me in to some degree, like tonally. Um, it's going to be a really interesting bookend to this podcast um, <clears throat> because I think I found a lot of the slapstick really funny. But I could also find the monsters kind of uncomfortable and unnerving because they're so well done. So it was like a perfect kind of like primer for me. At that age, having not really gotten into a lot of, in like, more serious horror, that it was this, like, kind of, like, nice balance where there is goofiness to everything. And you have to remember, too, it's, like, again, in my, like, television adult mind, it's, like, you got George Wen and Richard Maul, even though, like, he's the villain, you know, who I know, and William Cat as a child being like a big fan of the greatest American hero, right? Like I knew all these people from their shows. And so it's like, there's these people that I'm familiar with um, in something different. And I think there's enough comedy. Like, you know, I, I, I don't get a kick out of it as much as I did when I was a kid, but the whole sequence, when the, like, you know, like the, the fat woman demon, um when he's like fighting her and stuff like that and then is you know chopping her up and shit um and like the like the the what is it what is it in the adams family what's what's it called the the thing is that what it is um it's like you know when the thing sequence happens with like her like you know like cut off like hand and shit like that um i thought all that stuff was like really good as a kid and it made me laugh and like you know um What the uh, you know, as I've learned that I hum to myself a lot, like in adulthood, like as I'm doing things, and I never realized it that much. One of the things I realized that I still hum like to this day is that um, when the Ronstadt song like "You're No Good," um, and it's from this movie. Like that's like that's why that song gets stuck in my head is from this movie.
1: I hate that shit so much. I (laughs) realized
0: like that sequence.
1: I just I don't know if it's like a modern it's definitely a modern um bias that I have but I can't stand like songs from the 60s and 70s being used in like 80s movies mm. even though I get it it just
0: annoys me right and in particular
1: uh, there like
0: yeah but I, there's a cartoonish quality to this movie um that Again, as an adult, I I understand it's uh it it's off putting to some degree, particularly with the Cobb character. Um, but I but I didn't notice those things, so I just took it as this like kind of like, you know, I was a big fan growing up of the Ghost and Mister Chicken. <laughs> Is that yeah. um and like it reminded me a little bit of something like that, right? Like you know this kind of cartoonish horror type thing. But just had enough of an edge to it that you know it's scarier, I guess, than something like the Ghost of Mister Chicken. Um, so I don't know if that's like praising the movie necessarily to compare with the Ghost of Mister Chicken. Um, but like in terms of like that cartoonist quality, I I keep them similar. Like they're they're similar in my mind. Um, I don't. I think there's certain things cat does that's okay because i think he gets that the character's a little bit of a douchebag at times yeah um and i mean i think george went as an adult is phoning it in um but i do like some of his like slapstick of like when he's like falling asleep and is like trying to wake up and stuff like that um and I think Richard Mall is actually like pretty in like intimidating as big Ben like overall particularly like yeah, sure. as as the monster um i like you you mentioned a lot of the stuff that I like like I love like op- like going through the mirror and like there's like that cavernous like nature like the the just like you know the the abyss um I love all that kind of stuff um i I love the stuff with the female demons still well, I don't know if I love it, but i I still have a lot of nostalgia for it um but it is less interesting to me as an adult. Um, but I think there's enough here to make it serviceable as an adult um, still to me that I think it's entertaining I, to me still. Um, but I really love this movie as a kid. Like if like Monster Squad was like your Steve Miner movie, like this was my Steve Miner movie, um, you know. Uh, so yeah, I mean that—that's about it. Like, uh, you—you you mentioned the other night off air that um you liked House Two better, and House Two is the much more enjoyable movie because it leans in almost completely to the absurd comedy aspect, sure. um, and tonally is more even because of that. Right. Um. Also, I, with really good special effects too.
1: I I really think if this movie was played straight either as metaphor or even if like, it's just the demons being able to read his, his thoughts and fears and taking advantage of that. Yeah. I mean, I'm perfectly cool with that. You know I mean? I think it's it's a great movie at that point. It's actually
0: really confusing. Like when you start to think about it as an adult, like, you know, and I've thought about that over the years of like, like what is this house and like, what is like, what's controlling it like what is the story actually because does it pull things from your own memory or your own past and bring them to this whatever location like it does it's not really explained. it doesn't really make a lot of sense like at all right
1: because in the beginning of the movie i i used to be really freaked out as a kid by the scene of the aunt hanging herself like him the delivery boy coming upstairs and seeing her mm-hmm. like hey and i always thought the house itself i actually kind of feel i, I wonder if flanagan is not inspired by this movie a little bit because there's stuff in hill house in particular that kind of feels similar in the way that he shoots certain things and especially <clears throat> that stained glass um stained glass window at the top of the steps the foyer steps or whatever yes sure um, it's, I, I would say like a combination of maybe Psycho and um, this movie in terms of like Flanagan but you have a chance to make this almost like um like another iteration of something like The Shining right mm-hmm. in the sense of like the house being the evil and they just don't do enough to explain it and then they make it where it's not even like him, uh whatever, like beating himself up for his own personal demons. It's like this dude is a legitimate demon that kidnapped his son and is now wants to kill him. I don't know. Or wants yeah. him to kill himself.
0: Right. right. And
1: I think that's, to me, that illustrates almost like the unreliable narrator aspect. That it's, it's him doing this to himself but then george went sees the giant demon so obviously the thing happens so I right
0: yeah you just reminded me though that opening scene you're right i do i i do really love that opening like the stuff with like her hanging herself and i love the way the house looks in those scenes which is different from the way the house looks through the rest of the movie um they're doing stuff with col- like color and filters and stuff during that um, it actually reminds me a lot of um, another movie that I love that was right around this time. Um, it reminded me of the Peanut Butter Solution in some of the way some of that stuff was filmed, actually. Um, but yeah, I I, I still think the, um, I think for like horror fans, like I think it's something that's still worth watching, if even for history. But um, of like knowing this movie and this kind of like a uh, weird and sad franchise <laughs> um, uh which is what three movies four movies long i think uh, it
1: is and there's yeah
0: yeah yeah um, i've only seen 3 and 4 once each second
1: um, second story
0: second story
1: new new edition and restoration maybe is the fourth one i can't remember
0: uh house 3 is the horror show um that's the one with uh. Is that the one with Lance Hendrickson? Yeah. Um and then House Four is oh direct to video. It has no subtitle um at all. It's the fourth and final installment. Oh, I don't even remember that. Apparently William Cat like uh reprises that role briefly, like in a cameo in House Four. Must have been hard up for money.
1: Well, now we've talked about house for a fucking hour, so let's move on to number four. I'm proud of myself, just.
0: Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm pulling pulling up in the movie. Oh, man, I can't even shit on this one. Um, number four uh, on your list is Dead End Drive-In. Um, it is directed by Brian Trenchard-Smith, and it stars Ned Manning, Natalie McCurry, and Peter Whitford. It has no rating from critics around tomatoes and a 43% from audiences. So you want to tell us a little bit about this one and uh, why it made the list?
1: This movie might actually be higher on my list. It may have even made the original list, I think, had I have seen it earlier in life. So this is one of the movies where I hated the VHS cover so much that I never rented it as a kid. Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't see the movie until I was probably in my 30s, maybe. It has not been that long since I saw this movie for the first time. So Mm -hmm. a semi-post-apocalyptic look at um, Australia, of course, because where else is the post-apocalypse happening? Or the slow apocalypse, I guess, is what this would be because it's technically the apocalypse hasn't happened yet. Um, So, this guy who is an even bigger tool than um, William Cat in house um, named Krabs is his nickname, Krabs. he's basically this loser that everyone kind of looks down on except for his girlfriend. And even she, I don't think is like all that. I mean, she likes him and whatever, but I think that she realizes he's kind of a tool. Um, Always criticized by his mom sort of for not being the man that his father and his brother were sort of harangued on the street by the local fucking gangs of um, post apocalyptic toughs that roam around and shoot flamethrowers of people. Um, decides he's going to go on a date with his girlfriend. Um, they're going to go to the drive in and he's going to take his brother's prized what is it, a 57 Chevy? Is that what they say? Like yes. The uh-huh. yeah, um, convertible. Um, He's going to take her to this drive in that's called the Star Drive In. So they go. Um, while they're at the drive in, they see that there's cops there and she doesn't want them to park next to the cops because she's a runaway and she's wanted and she doesn't want the cops to see her because um, she has like left her family. Uh, so they end up parking and getting naked and like having sex with each other. But while they're having sex, um, the car like shifts and he gets out and looks and realizes that someone has stolen his passenger side tires. Um, And then over the course of the rest of the movie, it's kind of revealed that um, they're stuck there forever with the idea that these kids like this young generation um, that's generally considered to be sort of useless and degenerate. um, They're trapping these people inside this under the auspices of it being a drive-in, but it's really kind of a concentration camp for like the young and eventually the Asian, uh, so I guess anybody that norm regular society doesn't want around them um gets put into this concentration camp. Mm-hmm. Um so Krabs is the only person in the whole camp that's consistently convinced that he can be like free himself. Um and for a long time it feels like he's he's inaccurate about that because he is continuously meets setback after setback. Um really uncomfortable stuff with them bringing bussing in, uh, Asians and every um, white person in the camp, basically turning against the Asians and, um, these people are going to rape our women and they're going to make our quality of life worse. And Krabs is the only one that kind of sticks up for him, which gets him in a fight, um, or a couple fights really. Uh, so anyway, so eventually, um, he develops a relationship with the guy that's kind of like the warden of the prison camp. Um, but he ends up using that to his advantage and eventually is able to overpower the police and steal a police vehicle and do the most ridiculous uh, ramp, I guess, like vehicle ramp, like something <laughs> you would have done with your Hot Wheels yes. when you're five off of like a Trapper Keeper. I love it. Um, and escapes and ends up riding off into... Back into like the wasteland of Australia. So, um, here's what I really like about this movie. I actually meant to look this up, and I don't know if you've done any research. I forgot to after I thought about it because I was making dinner. I wonder what race relations were like in 1985 or six in Australia, and if there was a lot of pushback against um, immigrants from places like Asia, you know, because there's indian people in the crowd there's people that are probably from mainland asia like china korea possibly for the philippines it looks like um and i was wondering if like because i know there was a lot of racism against um what would have been called like the aborigines at the time um and we've talked about that on the podcast before with stuff like walkabout in uh the last Wave. um but I wonder if there was like that influx because I know that in Britain there,
0: there was yes uh, there was an influx I know that yes
1: so I think that's really interesting I think it being analogous to just that idea that our generation basically or I guess it would be even a little bit before us was kind of a waste and just like frivolous and obsessed with television and junk food and music and not really somebody that could buckle down and be successful and um I like the fact that it kind of plays into those stereotypes and I also think it's one of the more interesting endings in number one I don't know if I consider it a horror movie even though I mean, it's because it's like really just a dystopian drama kind of like there's not a whole lot of horror in it really there's no horror in it um even if you count the deaths at the end they're done more in like an action movie style right um maybe like the philosophical horror of the idea of like imprisoning yeah you know a huge amount of people but it's 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 not a traditional like horror movie from this time period i don't think right um but yeah like i really like the idea of him he's in love with this girl, but he's still willing to sacrifice everything for the idea that it's, ba- no matter how good they have it in prison, it's still better to be free than to be enslaved. And no one wants to go with him. And as he leaves, like he's driving down a completely empty road, which I think is supposed to be um, representative of the fact that he's now just alone in life, basically like he's lost everything and, um, kind of calls into question, like, is he, was he, is he really better off like leaving and what does he gain from it? So.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I saw it as a little bit, maybe more optimistic than that myself, but, um, because I was, I thought it was notable that you said that like, you know, nobody thinks they can leave. It really feels like nobody wants to leave.
1: Right. Cause they all have much worse lives out of there.
0: Right. And it's <laughs> like, and and okay. they've kind of like the, 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 the. They've devolved in some way, like, you know, um, inside of there, but they get their base needs met. So as long as their base needs are kind of met, then they're okay with it, Um, which you're right. They weren't getting outside, Um, but there is like a sterileness to it um, in a lot of ways. Like and I kind of took it as like, you know, maybe that he that he yes, he was on a wrote alone but at least like he's what like you know he's he's got gotten out of like broken one chain to like to get out of the cave kind of thing you know um
1: but to me he's got nothing to look forward to either his mom is disappointed in him his brother doesn't particularly like him he works at a shitty job where he's constantly beset by vagrants and vandals like attacking him All he's got is jogging, and he was jogging every day inside the prison camp. You know, it's like, he's got nothing, and now he's left the person that loved him. And even though she was a racist and an asshole, like, she still was, like, whatever, his girlfriend. I don't know. I just think he's, like, the most egotistical dude ever in a lot of ways. And wrong-headed in so many ways in his approach, and just kind of a doofus. And I don't know.
0: Definitely do, and I
1: like so. it. Like I like that about him. Like I mm-hmm. like. I think it's a fun character to watch, just because he's so oblivious to his own flaws, and so dead set on being right about whatever. Like the idea of escaping from that place and manifest that. You know, like he's able to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. So anyway, so because I saw this movie much later in life, um, I found it really fascinating. Um, number one, that I had never seen it. And number two, that it's inherently almost like a companion piece to something like, um, you know, Mad Max or whatever,
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, especially being Australian. Um, and the look of like the the characters and the actors and um, the cars being like converted into other things. Um, I find really fascinating. So, yeah, I don't know. I just, I I think it's got a good plot. I don't think it overstays its welcome. Um, I think it's an interesting look at, like, society at the time and people's imp- impression of what where we were headed, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Just an enjoyable movie.
0: In the first, like, ten minutes of this
3: movie,
0: <clears throat> I was sitting there watching it. Brandy was in the room. I said, Fucking Frank. <laughs> um, but despite that, um because the first like ten minutes before you get into the plot with the uh drive in itself is it reminds me of like some of the things I I, I can tend to dislike about like Australian film at times like you know um and it's like this like uh wannabe clockwork orange um but very much Australian based like type stuff and I um so I the first couple like first ten minutes I was like fucking Frank got me again what make me watch this bullshit after they get to the drive in um this movie's this movie's like legitimately good like yeah it it's unique it's engaging it's interesting it creates like this like you know the, this it creates its own world inside the drive-in but also this like broader world with the implications of what is going on that lets you kind of like a ima- well you find out like this is going on in many places right and it's a much broader like scheme kind of by the government and I think it's really interesting from like kind of like looking at it like from a sociological standpoint. I think it's interesting like from a plot standpoint. I also think it's really funny at times. Um I think it has pretty like pretty good like set design. Like it's it's sure. it's scummy, like you know, and dirty without like making me feel like I need to take a shower um necessarily afterwards um and fairly well acted for people that like you know don't have like a huge career after this like whatsoever um looking them up i'll be honest like after the end of this like out of the five movies that are on this list you take my you know nostalgia away for house or whatever like um you know and looking at all these movies as an adult this is my favorite movie on the list
1: yeah, and again, I think had I have seen it as a kid, I think I would feel similar. Um, I just have a lot of nostalgic affection for the next... Well, not the next one necessarily, but the first two, so...
3: Yeah, yeah I,
0: I, I really like this I, a lot.
1: It's interesting, and it's an enjoyable watch.
0: Yep. um,
1: on, um <clears throat> I watched it on Roku TV.
0: Oh, okay.
1: It's free there, so...
0: Oh, it was on Tubi not too long ago.
1: Oh, it might have been. I just searched for it on my phone. No, it's
0: store. not now. I was I just looked it up. Um but yeah, it was just on Tubi like a couple weeks ago. That's that's interesting. Uh no, I didn't know you had Roku. Um
1: I don't, but if you have Amazon, it's free. Like the free Roku is free. Oh really?
0: Oh, okay. I didn't know that. That's a good good pro tip. Um yeah, yeah it's on um Roku and Plex. It's also on right now for free. Um Plex is fine. Like, it's not usually too egregious. Uh, let's see. So number three on your list is uh, Neon Maniacs. It is directed by Joseph Mangine. It stars Alan Hayes, Lilana uh, Sorrell, and Andrew Divoff. Um, has no rating from critics, so 34% from audiences. And if anybody's wondering why this episode is probably close to three hours, um. After we're through this top five list, uh, we have a little bonus where uh, the two of us and friend of the podcast, Orion Wallmaker, have kind of like a drink along um, to watching Neon Maniac. So you can watch it along with us, um, you know, if you want to. But Frank, uh, you want to just tell us a little bit about this movie and um, why I made the list?
1: Yeah, this is um, a real hidden gem, I think, of the 80s. Um, this is a movie that orion Orion and i ironically and we'll talk about this when you listen to the watch along but something that the two of us found separately of each other and i recommended to him and he was like oh my god like i just watched that movie um and we kind of bonded and marked out over Mm -hmm. like our shared enjoyment of it right um i don't even know if you can really talk about the plot because i don't think it knows what the plot is but (laughs) Generally, there's these creatures that live under the Golden Gate Bridge who are from another dimension, you find out at the very end of the movie. Um, They're basically kind of like Halloween horror monsters, kind of. Like, there's a goblin samurai, and there's a moondog beast man, and there's a dude with a fucked up face, and a guy who's like a native American caricature and a guy who's like an angry surgeon. And anyway, so they go out and they murder people because they're, and this is never made explicitly clear in the movie, but this is from the director. They're looking for virgins to impregnate. So they got to try and find virgins. Um, they're drawn to like the scent of virgins, which is why they're after this one girl who's like the secondary star of the movie. Um, but they got this weakness and the weakness is if they get wet, they die mm-hmm. and living in San Francisco, probably not a smart place to go, you know, maybe go live in Arizona or something. Um, so the movie kind of tonally changes several times and sort of shifts in the sense of like the direction. And if you read about it, a lot of it is because like they lost money and then they had to reshoot scenes with different actors um, and the script chain was changed several times. Um, but in spite of all that, I think that it comes across really well as a fun, like, passion project. Like, th- this is by far the roughest movie on this list. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think that it's kind of like, to me, it's the most endearing. Um, just in the sense that you know that, like, they knew that it was fucked, They they knew they had fucked up, and they knew that, like, there was not going to be. The best continuity, and they still like tried to push through and get it made because, um, what's his name was just so into I guess like the story. So I like like I love the practical effects in this movie. I think that um the monsters look really good. Uh There's some songs in here that are like original creations that are just for this movie. <laughs> yes, that are fucking hilarious. Like some of the I'm even, I, I don't even I don't want to say it's the worst because I actually kind of enjoy them. But um, they're not good songs, and they're supposed to be like this battle of the band. Um. Anyway, it's a it's a fun movie, and it's definitely something that I think if you enjoy like bad, like quote unquote, like cult movies, um, it's something that you would really get into. Um, Orion and I love it mm, a lot. And you'll hear that during our um during our podcast. But yeah.
0: Yeah, I normally don't like things like this. Uh when I watched it on my own, um I did enjoy it. Uh despite not thinking liking things like this, but I enjoyed it much more being able to watch it with you guys and talk about it. So um definitely watching yeah, in isolation um is less fun to me, I guess. Right. It was but...
1: certainly something that was super enjoyable to watch together um one of my favorite memories from this movie is we went um me you or ryan um our friend david uh we're going to the bar one night and we decided to go get um korean food first at a place that used to exist in elkton for korean Mm -hmm. food and it was um just a rainy like spring night so it was in the 70s so it wasn't like super warm but it was like warm enough to create a fog and we got out of the car and we were looking around and I said to Orion like man it's mad neon maniacs out here tonight (laughs) and we both like laughed really hard um and that was before we'd even like talked about it like face to face or told any of you about it so right i always love memories like that and it was um I don't know i just really I, I I really enjoy this movie. I like it every time I've seen it. I probably watched it like 7 or 8 times now. Oh jeez. <laughs> Since I watched it for the first time in like 2017-2019, uh, whatever. Uh-huh. Um it's always available somewhere. Like we watched it I think on YouTube for the first time and we watched yeah. it just recently on Tubi. So yeah.
0: it's still up on Tubi right now. Tubi, Pluto and Plex right now. So
1: you ever see the Blu-ray of this? Pick it up because it's a collector's item and it's out of print and it goes for like a hundred dollars. Hmm. So if you see it for cheap. It's definitely worth buying. Although, fuck, you gonna see the Neon Maniacs Blu-ray anyway. But right, yeah, Neon Maniacs. Yeah, listen to the supplemental part of the podcast to hear us gush over how much we love Neon Maniacs. Me yes. and Ryan yeah.
3: and Chris. Too. Yeah.
0: And, 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 you know, play along with it and make fun of it um, as well. I think, like, yeah. um,
1: you really should. I mean,
0: good old trading we cards.
1: We don't actually do like those true watch alongs very often, but I would say, like, if you've got the 90 minutes to kill or whatever it is, like, sit down and watch Neon Maniacs with us because it makes us so much more enjoyable in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah, so. it does. Um, people still sleep. I'll tell you another, like, watch along that we did that people people sleep on is the shining um we did that movie justice i think in talking about it um all right so number two on your list is uh demons 2 directed by Lumberto bava stars david knight nancy brilli asia argento has no rating uh, from critics on Rotten Tomatoes uh, and a 41% from audiences. So you want to tell us uh, a little bit about this sequel and why you made the list?
1: I also believe this movie was ghost-directed by um, Dario Argento.
0: I've heard about that, and they say no.
1: Yeah, I don't believe him. (laughs) Um, Lamberto Bava is a really uneven director and definitely... While he's influenced, so this is Lamberto Baba, Mario Baba's son. Um, but Lamberto is kind of a combination of Mario, uh, Lucio Fulci, and Dario Argento, like into one thing. Um, and really has a lot of like the worst excesses of the three of them. Hmm. Um, and I think there's definitely parts in this movie, especially with color and stuff, where Dario Argento was like, Yeah, you need to do this. Um, and because his daughter's 10 year old daughter was on set, I think it was probably very um, closely involved with the scenes that she's in. So sure. anyway, there's no real plot here to speak of. Um, there's a demon invasion that's occurring through your television. By watching like this movie about demons, the things that happen in the movie are sort of like being imitated in real life and then the demon the one demon is able to come through the TV and infect a lady and then she starts infecting everybody in this apartment building and then there's a bunch of demons and people trying to get away from the demons um and yeah then they do and that's that's basically the movie um i think this movie is a very wide margin the most visually stunning movie on this list sure um there's there's scenes in this movie that i don't know that this movie's even talked about all that much maybe um definitely not as much as night of the demons or demons i think are a little more like widely regarded than this one but there's a scene in this movie where you're the camera is shooting up not a spiral staircase, but like one of those like rectangular, like descending staircases that you have in um, uh, old apartment buildings and stuff. And as the demons are running down the stairway, they're looking over the corner and they're reflecting the light off of. I mean, I guess they had like mirrors over their eyes or whatever, and they were like shooting like. Ambient light or whatever, I, I don't know how they achieve this effect. But they're looking over the side, and you just see, like, these vague humanoid silhouettes with these, like, piercing white eyes as they run down towards the camera. And, man, this shit is, like, so fucking impressive. Like, I yes. I love that stuff. And they do something similar. They're running past the camera, and their eyes reflect um, red um, as they run past. And it's... Um, I know it's weird, like small things like that, but it's just so impressive to see and so effective. And um, I love the practical effects in this movie. I love the way the demons look. Um, There's some really silly shit in it, but I think that that's just par for the course for this era of Italian horror. Um, (laughs) My favorite thing is So I guess if there's, if you're going to say there's like a plot to this movie, the plot is that there's this married couple where the woman is pregnant and the husband was supposed to go out and get her cake and he ends up getting stuck in the elevator and then turns into fucking like Jim Cotta or something like (laughs) this hyper strong, athletic, like tight body control gymnast ninja. That can get out of any situation and basically is like also like a special forces expert because he can rappel down buildings with a pregnant woman on his back. Anyway. Um, he's hilarious. Uh fuck, what is his name? David, right? David and Hannah? Yeah. Um hilarious in this movie, trying to get back to like save his wife or whatever. Um yeah, again, like it's plot wise, it's just your typical the fuck like um people in peril from like a zombie um invasion and that's really how they kind of play it like they make them look a little different but they generally treat it like zombies except the fucking demons can do these front rolling flips to like jump over cars where they're like it's like something out of Cirque du Soleil like (laughs) they just like flip over the car and like do a tuck and roll and Land to pop up like ah like jazz hands at the screen, so Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I love the look of this movie. The movie doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make I mean it makes like I guess in its own world, I guess it makes a little sense, but generally it's just um ridiculous. But man, does it look good? And all the practical effects are really good. Um there's a small like critters like demon is that oh sorry get tired in here um (laughs) a small critters like demon that's probably the silliest thing in the movie but the makeup effects on people's faces and the way they show the transformations and um the gore of them like blowing these demons apart and whatever it's um it's impressive and it's really enjoyable and one of my big nostalgia horror movies from the late 80s because I rented this movie three or four times uh, uh, just because I love the way it looks so much. Um, it's a really good companion piece with uh, Demons. Um, the only thing I would say is there is a sequel to this movie which is called The Church mm-hmm. which has like nothing to do with anything in the Demons movies. Like nice. At least the movie in Demons... Sort of have like a through line in the sense that the demons look the same and it's about the curse and how the curse is spread to different people. Um, but the church is kind of like uh, like more of an exorcist riff, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't
0: know, yeah. And so, we, I feel like we've we, we've talked about that guy. Did he is that the guy that did cemetery is, man? Sorry.
1: No, nah, I don't the think church,
0: so. M- Michelle is what's his name? Michelle Soviet. Yeah, I think that's the same guy that did the church in Cemetery. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You're right.
0: Um, because I, I recognize his name, and that's the only thing I could think of from that time period. Um
1: I love Cemetery Man. I mean the church looks beautiful. It just is not it's just not the same. I don't
0: know. So I was sitting here trying to remember. Uh this is this is interesting. Um lo- lo- uh this is like a live thing i just found i was trying to figure out like have we talked about the church before and i was going to ask you about it before you went ahead and mentioned it i found a reddit thread on true film where people are talking about podcasts um uh desperately looking for a film podcast that isn't vanilla And in the comments, and it is not you or I, and it's not like any of our friends, um, let's see. Got bored or annoyed with most of the movie podcasts I used to listen to and really only listen to Gamefully Unemployed Now and Evolution of Horror for All Things Horror. Also, Two Guys, Five Movies is a really small podcast, but they do a lot of interesting lists and know their stuff. um so whoever extension rock 4263 is i don't know maybe that's chris um up north from us but um whoever it is thank you um
1: extension rock maybe it's dwayne johnson (laughs)
3: um
0: maybe maybe. your your dream (laughs) finally come true maybe it's don morocco up in oh my god (laughs)
1: yeah we found out don morocco is still alive so
0: (laughs) yeah Uh, (laughs) um It is Maybe thank intercont- you
1: he's he's the intercontinental champion of our arts
0: right uh yeah so this movie i have never seen it until recently um i, I was a 2? yeah demons too I, yeah. I i i saw demons as a teenager i guess and i really love demons a lot um and i had never seen this so i was kind of excited to watch it uh you're yes, visually stunning, like on par, and some things that are even better visually, I think, than demons. Um, much goofier and with a less interesting setting and like kind of lack of plot overall. Um, but an increase in comedy, whether intentional or unintentional as well so it's kind of like a mixed bag for me but um visually absolutely stunning um
1: it's one of those things where it's almost like a like a horror popcorn movie where you just have to sort of turn your Mm -hmm. turn your brain off and not expect a whole lot of plot out of it but um, uh there there's so many things visually like i put the siege where they're in the um the parking garage um and the demons finally are, like, breaking in and, like, getting at him. Um, I put that on par with any, like, siege in any zombie movie from that same time period or before. Um, just in terms of its effectiveness and the horror aspect. And especially Asia Argento being trapped in the car, watching her father, you know, basically get ripped to pieces by these demons and then them coming for, like... That whole scene where it's like from her point of view, looking out the the window of the car, where the demons are just like encroaching on her, and you know that that's like her last moments is um really effective. So,
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah,
1: um, but yeah, I I I wouldn't recommend this over. I mean, there's a reason why this is on the second top five from this year, um, but at the same time, I think it's still a pretty. Interesting movie and worth watching if you're a fan of sure. Um 80s horror and demon horror and zombie horror,
0: whatever. Yeah. yeah, sure. Absolutely. Um, all right, so number one on your list is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two. It's directed by Toby Hooper. It stars Dennis Hopper, Caroline Williams, Jim Cedal, Bills Mosley as a 50% from critics and a forty-five percent from audiences. So you want to tell us A little bit about this sequel and uh, why it's number one on your list. This
1: is pure nostalgia in terms of why I rate it so highly. Um, I don't know that I would call it necessarily a direct sequel. I always think of this as an homage slash semi-parody of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Almost like Toby Hooper kind of poking fun at himself. And how serious, like, people took Texas Chainsaw when it came out, just because of the graphic nature of it and the fact that people were really, like, super freaked out by that movie. Um, and it becomes almost a more comedic take on the idea of Leatherface and, um, the hitchhiker and Grandpa. You know, it's like Grandpa's entering chili contests all over Texas. Um, with the fucking chili they make from like human beings, and he wins them because people love eating people, I guess. Right. Um, the hitchhiker is a huge fan of this lady who does late night, uh, what was it like music talk? I guess. Um, and basically, him and Leatherface kind of infiltrate um, her radio station, and then. Dennis Hopper is the well, uncle, right, of one of the girls that was killed mm-hmm. by Leatherface, and so he's amassing, <laughs> amassing a, an arsenal of, larger and smaller like chainsaws that he can dual wield or, use like a claymore to like gear up to go into, um. The hideout of the. Uh, Leatherface family, which is now in this like abandoned Texas amusement park um, so all those things come together uh, obviously the the woman who's the radio host she gets kidnapped um, held at this place and Dennis Hopper goes in and ends up kind of like I guessing at the point in time of the movie killing them all by like bringing down the whole thing around them um one of the funniest end shots of in any movie with her standing on top of like what is it a roller coaster i guess or something and she's like going nuts and doing like the leather face like mm-hmm. um which i think is hilarious personally um i i saw this movie you know what i actually bought this movie from ames in like
0: 1989 probably yeah that's a hot that's a hot memory Ames. on
1: VHS for like ten dollars because texas mm-hmm. chains on massacre one of my like absolute i mean it's easily a top five movie of all time for me and that points in time is probably my favorite movie of all time um so of course like i really super excited to see the sequel and as a kid like i loved it i thought it was great um i think that uh Mosley as um the hitchhiker is a really great evolution in terms of just making him like so over the top. Um the thing with him having the metal plate in his head from the callback from Leatherface like hitting him in the noggin with his chainsaw at the end of the first movie. Um and then using like the coat hanger to pick the flesh away from it and eat it is so obscene and like grotesque, but it's like so memorable i don't Mm -hmm. um i love leatherface's look in this movie uh to me it's a really good um evolution from the original look of leatherface um to kind of become a little more cartoony i think but still recognizable um i'm also a fan of leatherface which is the next movie in the in the Texas chainsaw timeline um i don't think that movie is very well regarded but I enjoy it and I think as a trilogy they work pretty well even though Leatherface itself is a lot more serious than um, Texas Chainsaw 2 but I like the tongue in cheek nature of it you know like I think that I think that if you're a fan of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre it's just kind of a funny I don't know, like, nod to all the things that make that movie great by sort of just making them ridiculous here. Because it's not a scary movie necessarily. I mean, there's some tension to it. But a lot of the tension is played for laughs. Um, And I think it Mm -hmm. looks really good. Like, I love the hideout sequence um, when they're down underneath the whatever with, like, the way they have it strung up where it's kind of, like, imitating the house they lived in but to, like, a cartoonish like circus extreme um i think all the performances are fine to good in it agreed yeah i mean i just i i've I've always really enjoyed this movie this is one of the ones that's like a point of contention between you and i because you have never liked this movie previously
0: um i absolutely hated this movie previously
1: yeah I was being we fine. we
0: we've 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 upgraded to dislike overall oh nice like, um but I'm not a th- I have not watched this since I was like sixteen years old seventeen years old um I think it's really interesting to me that you love it so much considering Texas chainsaw's like like your favorite like horror movie um because I think Part of why I hated it as a teenager is because I did like Texas Chainsaw so much. I hated the comedic take on the characters in it. Um, so, I don't uh, need
1: to cut you off. Let me, let me defend that just briefly. Because I've i been thinking about this a lot. Because that is an interesting point. Like, why do I like it so much when I revere? I think it's because it's Toby Hooper doing it. You yeah. Know? Fair. Like, I think that's the only thing that gives it that kind of pass for me. hmm because I think he is just kind of taking the piss out of himself and mm-hmm. this iconic movie that he made. And I, I'm okay with that. You know, if yeah. it it's the person doing it, it's fine. If it's somebody else, like, fucking up their vision, like, that's super annoying. But in this case, like, to me, it works. And I I really enjoy it.
0: Yeah. I, and, I, and I think rewatching it, I mean, I think I understand... I understand what he was doing. I just don't dig it. Like it, and I think a large part of it when I was watching it, I thought of something very similar that you said about House, which is I think it's too tonally uneven at times. Where I think maybe more than you think they do, I think there's times where they are legitimately trying to be extreme, like increase the tension and be unsettling especially when they're underground and they try to like almost like recapture the unsettling nature a little bit of like the original texas chainsaw and at that point it just doesn't work because it's gotten too goddamn goofy to where it's like you can never you, you can't take it from the from the depths of comedy that it like tries to hit back into unsettling again yeah And it's going to be negated by the next scene, which is going to be some kind of like tongue in cheek type thing. Um, I think they do the same thing with Dennis Hopper in the beginning where it's like Dennis Hopper reminds me of like a prototype of like a kind of another movie that uh, neither of us really like, but it's like something like Scagnetti, like this like wild there. There's probably a better comparison to it. Like wild over the top, like, you know, like, pop out for revenge type thing like you know Um, and I think that's fine I think it's an interesting character but then it's like that becomes so much of a joke throughout the rest of the movie Um, leading to that fucking change like I don't it's very trauma-esque humor to me and I don't I just don't find it funny like that whole opening sequence with two guys riding down the road it feels straight out of trauma to me Um, I don't care for that the only thing I hate about this movie, though, it's so funny that you think it's funny. The only thing I hate about this movie is that last fucking shot.
3: Like oh that God, that, that, last
0: shot makes me want to like fucking punch something. <laughs> I hate it so much. I hate Uh-oh. the way she does it. Like, I hate like the look of the shot. Like, I, I despise yeah, it. Terrible. God, it's, it's hilarious. awful. It's, uh, uh, But oh, I just man. find it really uneven enough to where I can't invest in it. Um, like it's too much camp. It's too much comedy for me to invest in it as a horror movie. And I don't particularly care for the comedy. So I don't hate it like I used to, because like you said, the performances are good. And like there, there's kernels of things that are decent to me in this. It just keeps getting undercut consistently to me because I guess of my sense of humor or, and I just, i like texas chainsaw too much to see it made fun of even if it is hooper that's uh you know doing it to me yeah um i prefer the i prefer the unsettling nature of that first movie
1: you should watch um leatherface yeah i
0: i've watched it once when i was a teenager and i didn't remember particularly caring for that much either but um the, the the thing i think one of the, I, the time i told you like i thought the next generation was actually like not that bad i remember like the the look on your face when i told you that um cuz that had enough comedy in it for me that was like there's some stuff i actually thought was funny um yeah like in that uh even if it wasn't a great movie i thought there was some funny stuff in that where this is like i said like it's just not my type of comedy
1: yeah, that was. um That movie came out contemporaneously when I was. What is Next Generation? 94, 95, something like something that. Something like that,
0: but, yeah. Maybe 96 um, or something, even.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I just, I was, I've never been a fan of that movie.
0: So. Let me check and make sure. Uh, no, you're right. 95. 95. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I I I feel less hateful towards it, having watched it again as an adult. But um, but yeah, it's just not my cup of tea, like overall. Um, all right, so uh, maybe someday again we will do a next next uh, top five nice. uh, of 1986, and you will not include the fly on it. Um, I won't ever be on any list ever unless you force me to watch it somehow. I, well, now I know how much you hate it. Like if we ever do that list again, then, um, yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, so all right. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, thank you again to Rock Extension. Whether you're Dwayne, whether you're Don Morocco, or whether you are um, just a, a loyal listener to the podcast, uh, thanks for the and shout out. theology <laughs> Have a good week, everybody. Deuces. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Two Guys, Five Movies podcast. Uh, this is a bonus episode. Uh, if anybody <clears throat> wonders why this episode uh, feels uh, looks so long in terms of the running time, um, that is the reason is because we are going to do a watch along with a longtime friend of the podcast, Orion Wellmaker. Orion, how are you doing tonight? Good. I'm ready for some, some good
4: movie time tonight.
0: Yeah uh it's been a while since we had you on so um we wanted to have you frank how are you feeling tonight uh i had this un, almost
1: uncontrollable urge to scream gotta get them nuts when we were like doing the um white noise part of the after you start recording <laughs> so i guess i'm doing good i, I don't know you
0: don't um
1: i, I have almonds and i but... wanted to eat my almonds and i was just gonna scream gotta get them nuts
0: Oh, while wow, I was like uh, doing like the popping of the cans and like all that kind of shit that I do. Uh huh. Yeah, know, that's that's I the, the, that's the, that's some inside baseball right there for for the listeners, the five listeners of this watch along. <laughs> <laughs> that
3: is that's no some inside
0: baseball that. is like that. I sit here and like you know crack my water bottles and like you know try to make noise so I can filter out any like you know really like kind of loud noise. Um. Through what little mastering goes on of this podcast. Um, so we're going to be watching Neon Maniacs um tonight, uh, as we talked about on the primary um part of the podcast, the top five lists. <clears throat> O'Rion, um, Frank and I have already talked about this. So, um, what are your general feelings about this? And uh, how did you first discover this movie?
4: This is a fun movie and I found this movie, I started watching really bad movies from the 80s, and I found, I was looking on just different websites that I could find that would give me a list of bad 80s movies, and there was one website I found, this was years ago, and it was called like the the top 50 hokey movies of the 80s, and I'm pretty sure that was what it was called, and I started going through the list, and I found a bunch of really cool movies on there that I had never Never heard of before, and I watched them. Like, I found, uh, there was Ice Pirates on there. The Zone Troopers. I can't mm. say that Zone Troopers is a great movie or anything, but... Zone Troopers, I saw Extro, Wraith. Demons. I found Demons on there, which I've seen, like, now, like, like 40 times. I hmm.
3: uh,
4: street Trash, which I've seen a lot of times. And I've seen, uh, after the fall of New York was on there, which I've seen a lot now. And then another movie was this movie, Neon Maniacs. And Frank and I have this weird Neon Maniacs discovery moment. I had watched this Neon Maniacs movie, and uh, I didn't tell anybody about it. And I'm like, oh, that was pretty cool. I, I was, uh, I was uh, pretty excited about this movie. And then one week later, I knew I was at Goodwill and Alptim. And I got a text from Frank, and Frank's like, "Oh, you got to watch this movie." And I'm like, "Oh, what's that?" And he's like, "Oh, it's called Neon Maniacs." I'm like, "Oh, I just, oh, I just watched that movie," <laughs> you know. And it was like really wet outside and like foggy, and like really misty. And he was like, "Oh, it's like crazy neon maniacs outside right now." <laughs> <laughs> and that was a really funny moment. And uh, whenever it's really like. Maybe not raining, but just kind of misty and wet. Just like everything's wet outside. We'll see. It's like ne- ne- neon maniacs outside.
1: Yeah. Every time it's foggy, I say to myself, "Man, it's mad neon maniacs yeah. out here."
4: <laughs> yeah. I have um. I have a open sign, like it's a neon sign from the 80s in my room, and I have mm-hmm. that neon light on right now. Like it's like the neon's going. We got neon. Yeah, mani- you got
0: some neon going on in your room. Get in uh, the mood. <clears throat>
4: there's neon maniacs everywhere. That's uh, a fun movie. There's really cool ambient music in it. There's like some crazy characters going on. I want to say that I do not like the ending. Mm-hmm. Really. And we'll talk about that like kinda of when we get kinda of when we get to there, but I'm not sure if they filmed a bunch of endings and they're like, Oh, let's just choose this one or they didn't know what they were doing at the end. They're like, Oh, let's film this weird ending here and yeah.
1: I thought we read that they ran out of money, and that's why the ending ends like it does.
4: Mm.
1: Like there was no more money to finish the movie or something like that.
4: Mm. That would make sense.
1: Maybe I just made that up, though. I don't know.
4: <laughs>
0: this guy, um, I guess he wasn't that old for the time period, but uh, the director of this does not have a lot to his credit. Um at all. He has a lot of like cinematography work and stuff like that. Like uh aren't you a fan of is it a- Alligator Frank? Don't you like that movie?
1: Is that the one where it's in the sewer? Yeah. The cover the VHS cover to that movie used to scare the shit out of me when I was a kid because it looks so real. Mhm. You know that cover, Orion, are you familiar? No, I have to look it up. And if I'm thinking of the right movie, it's like black and white and it's like a light coming down on the um, alley.
0: Robert Forster's in it yeah yeah um he did that, and he did mother's day cinema, the cinematography for it mm. um, which I guess are probably outside of like that those in this probably are his most well known movies, but um but yeah, he doesn't have a lot to his credit. He only directed two movies, this and um movie from sixty eight called Smoke and Flesh mm. um, which <laughs> I didn't look it up till now. Turk, a cool swinger, in quotation marks, throws a wild sex and drugs party, but has trouble when three hoodlum friends of his crash the party, and Turk resorts to drastic measures to remove them from the festivities.
2: <laughs> hmm. Sounds
0: amazing. Yeah, right. That certainly sounds like a Spin movie. Um,. <clears throat> Oh all right. So, you guys ready to start this?
1: Uh yeah. All right. I'm excited. I haven't watched it all the way through in all a couple right. of
0: years. So we we have this up on Tubi. Um if anybody's watching this uh, soon um like with us is where we're at. I'm sure we're going to have ad breaks that we have to um, you know, pause for, but I'm just going to keep it running no matter what. I like the recording here. Uh, we're at the two-second mark. So, Frank, um, as is tradition, like uh, with us usually, uh, you got to give us the countdown to go ahead and hit play. All right, you ready? Uh, uh-huh. three, two,
1: one, neomaniacs. Oh man, where's my audio? Oh, This this Castle Hill Productions.
2: Wow.
0: I love the end I love the. I I only watched this for the first time last week, but I love this like voiceover in the beginning. It yeah. made me it made me happy like immediately upon starting it. So I
2: I
1: tried to see if um I could find a a, a Blu-ray copy of this Orion because. Mm. Um, I feel like it would benefit from being like just a little clearer, maybe. Yeah. Um, or like cleaned up a little bit. But they're like 60 to to $100 because it's out of print.
3: Mm.
2: That's crazy.
0: Yeah. Remember that if you see it out there, man.
4: Yeah. I've thought about looking for if there are Blu rays that are just like weird horror movies, actually just get them at the flea market because they're just like a dollar each and stuff. So.
1: Yeah, whenever I whenever I see them for cheap, I always pick up horror Blu-rays.
4: What is so? Tell me how this makes sense right here. So this guy finds a skull, right?
1: Yeah, like a cow skull.
4: And inside the skull are these photos. Like, why is that? Why is that happening?
1: Yeah, the photos of the neon maniacs. It's like trading cards. <laughs>
4: yeah, I don't understand the scene.
1: Maybe that's <laughs> maybe in '80s San Francisco. Like that's how they keep up with each other
4: like <laughs> giant garbage truck kids cards yeah like all oh, their slimy sand
0: yeah this seriously made like no sense to me like are those supposed to be photos they look like they're like drawings or right. like
1: photos that have been drawn over
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> like candid shots like oh. Samurai Neon Maniac prepares for a night on the town.
0: (laughs) Steve Mackler cannot be a real name. (laughs) Steve
4: Mackler. Mackler.
0: The return of the Mackler.
4: (laughs) Yeah, so I have no idea why that that scene happened, but that's what happened.
1: This is why I think that they ran out of money, because I think there was probably like... (laughs) some bigger overarching story to, like, the origin of the Neon Maniacs.
2: Yeah.
0: Normally, I do not like these type of movies, like, most of the time that you guys watch. But uh, this one was uh, not offensive to me, like some of them are. It's, um... It takes itself, like, mostly seriously, like, overall, yeah. and it's just funny because of that. <clears throat>
4: I forgot to mention before we started that the um, the DHS tape of this is kind of expensive. Like, I was hmm. going to talk about how I do that and collect them, the DHS tape is definitely, like, $100, $150. Hmm.
3: It's
4: pretty rare. I've never seen one out there, before.
1: I mean, I had never heard of this before. Like, what you talked about, like, just randomly one Saturday... Sitting here before we were getting ready to go to the bar, and I just happened to find it.
0: This music is amazing, <laughs> by the way, but it does not fit tonally with anything in this movie. <laughs> no, but I love it.
2: It's
1: it's Stephen Mackler on his cast. Here. <laughs> it's
2: like banging it out. <laughs>
0: This song just, is amazing too.
4: You get to see some '80s gangs here, like mm-hmm. you Yes.
1: Well, they're in. They're on the west coast. These are just punks. Mm, punks. The Neon Maniacs are the gang you got to watch out for. Mm.
2: Look at that! Look at a that. Did you see that
0: Pepsi sign up? That old school Pepsi that's up there when they pulled up above the drive-in liquor's is Pepsi's yeah. symbol Winchell's Donut House you know these are all like real places like in like that they're filming and there's all this advertising and they're not getting any money for this advertising but, you don't like them like, to no <laughs> I just think they happen to find a place to allow them to film outside
4: these neon signs are amazing
3: yeah
2: Juice, baloney,
1: man. They're all teenagers, right? Supposedly.
4: Yeah, I guess so.
0: I mean, like, like Fred and Velma and Daphne are teenagers, though. (laughs) (laughs)
4: I'll be buying beer. The old guys
2: buying beer. (laughs)
0: that made me pop the first time i saw it too
4: there's some pretty sweet crt's in this uh, the little
1: girl with the vampire teeth made you pop
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like such an old like '80s thing. Is like you know, like they're trying to make you like believe like it might be like part of the horror, but it's not. It's just like a costume or like a gag or some kind of thing, like a joke. Like that was a very '80s thing: is to like cut to like a scary scene, but it's not scary.
2: Yeah, but it's gonna get
0: scary.
1: (laughs) She's got like the um the Fangora um. I can't remember what that guy's name is. Uh horror masks hanging up in her room.
0: Do you know what those posters are, Frank? Uh well there's Blade Runner. Okay, I know that one was the one of them was the that she's you got that black, she has a Black
1: Roses. Is that what that movie's called, Orion? The one with the rock band that comes back to
0: life.
4: Oh black roses, it. maybe? Rock Tabor Blood or something? Maybe who knows? Uh,
0: one of them looked like maybe it was the uh, what's his face version of Nosferatu. I'll
4: have to look at it later and see.
1: I or feel like the version know. of this that's on YouTube is like so much clearer because I think that's where we first watched it, right? right? yeah, I believe so. It was yeah, I but those it was- they sell, um, they would have ads for him in Fangora. Fuck, Russ something. I can't remember.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Who? Most stilted conversation (laughs) after.
4: If anyone's watching, this is where you get some introduction to some neon maniacs.
0: Yeah, after the birth control conversation. Yeah. Yeah.
4: After you learn that. After this idiot who's
0: not using birth control here.
4: Because
0: <laughs> she's a fucking yeah. moron. Of the crazy. other women.
1: Oh my god, I love the Neon Maniacs. <laughs> Frank, who's your favorite Neon Maniac? I like. um... I call him beast man in
4: my in my mind, yeah I call him monkey man that's not too he's my... like yeti. he's like a yeti kinda that's who my favorite guy is
1: he's the best one, i think him, and then um.
0: that's true
1: fucking goblin samurai, I like him a lot
0: yeah that's that's mine like i, I he's very sophisticated
1: like looking he's a samurai man he's got yeah self respect
2: There's a scene right here
4: that doesn't make any sense.
0: Well, you see what's happening is I think it's it's, 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 she's blowing him around. I think that's what's going on.
4: I'm aware that's what's (laughs) happening. But. Yeah, Maniac's going to cut his head off. Mm -hmm. But like nothing's going on. If you just see her head disappear, nothing's going
2: on there.
3: So
0: you think like she's simulating? The job?
4: I just don't think it was filmed,
0: right? <laughs> right. They should have had me do it. <laughs> Which part? <laughs> <laughs> the the filming, filming and the acting. Mm. Oh, my God. <laughs> Orion
1: <laughs> plays all roles.
0: Right. Yeah, oh, man. I got an ad. <laughs> I, oh, I
2: don't have it have
1: yet. It.
0: That's fine. Oh. I'm paused at 10 minutes and 14 seconds, so I guess... Thanks. Got a fan an... got a fan to wed. Mm. At least this will be over by tomorrow. Were you paused, Frank? Ten minutes and fourteen seconds. Did you get an ad when it started, Frank? That's before the movie.
1: Uh, no. You know what's funny is I haven't gotten much I've watched this is my third movie on Tubi today, and I've only gotten a couple ads the entire time.
0: Did you you said ten fourteen, right? Yeah. I'm there. All right. You ready? Yep. Three.
4: I had to catch up. I had to get back 30 seconds.
1: I'm ready. Three, two, one, play. I'm probably going to get mad
0: in like two seconds. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Interrupt this hot ass song that's playing in the background. The music in this is is actually, like, really good for the time period. Like, it makes sense. Except for that.
3: Opening music.
2: Is
1: weird. I love um the music the band plays.
3: hmm yep. you
4: know, one of these songs is the worst music ever.
0: <laughs> when I say I love it, I just mean that it fits.
3: <laughs>
4: oh, yeah
0: see they shouldn't have the score over top of that like what should have been doing is that song should have kept playing as they walked neon stepping on your head
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> here we go, what, here what?
3: go. yeah oh <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: There's always a piece of hair falling.
3: Yes.
1: Maybe it's like um what is that? The Shogun Assassin thing where it's like they cut he cut so fast that you can't even feel it.
0: Maybe the concept is that like when you last saw them, not much time has passed and she actually hadn't gotten to the point of taking his pants off yet. And it was all supposed to, like, basically, like, just happen that fast. Maybe, yeah. I don't think that's true either. I just think it was not <laughs> thought through, but. I'm just trying to, like, Steven Regal, like, kayfabe but. <laughs> look,
1: look at this dude trying to get over on the Neon Maniacs.
4: <laughs> <laughs> trying to give him a, um, Herman Candle.
2: get your leg ripped
1: off. <laughs> we haven't found out what Neon Maniacs are um, their weaknesses yet, but it's not Roman Candles or
3: right. like yeah. change. You guys looking
1: for a game? Hmm? This fucking idiot trying to play football with the Neon Maniacs.
4: Looks <laughs> like Clay, from, like Clay from Star Wars. <laughs> that's what you get trying to mess with me I mean, yeah.
1: it's true you get a crossbow in your back <laughs> I like that one too <laughs> the one eye Crocodile or whatever. Yeah, I do like that guy's name. Orion, I think you guys were both probably a little too young, but do you remember the Lords of Power toys?
4: No. There's wasn't. my man. Oh, there's my man right there.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: oh, that's your guy. <laughs> yeah, I love that dude. Look at him. <laughs>
0: What were they called? Lords of Power?
1: Yeah, Lords of Power. They were like um, He-Man rip-offs. <clears throat> but they were really, I mean, they were a little bigger than He-Man and they were really cool, but that's what the One-Eyed Crocodile reminds me of is one of those things.
0: I don't think I remember those.
1: Actually, you know, he's like a Moon Dog, Like a WWE. That's what, I right.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely like a wrestling aspect to him or something. <clears throat> They have a. Um... Do the Neon Maniacs actually have real names? Uh, I've never watched the credits. So I don't know if their build is anything. It looks like maybe they do. The one guy is Samurai Warrior.
4: Yeah, stuff like that.
0: Decapitator.
1: What <clears throat> well, you're this movie's eighty six, right? Yeah. I need to go back and see if this was ever in an issue of um, Fangoria and try and get it. Oh, I have to I have to show you guys my wrestling magazine all yeah. Oh yeah. Later. That shit's amazing.
0: How many? It was like twenty some you said? Yeah, twenty some. Yeah, that's really cool. And you said it's eighties and nineties?
1: Yeah, it's a mixture of um the old like independent magazines from the late eighties that were like partially black and white and partially in color. hmm And then um a couple issues of WWE magazine and a couple issues of WCW magazine.
0: Okay, so is it like the stuff like the kind of PWI adjacent type stuff? Like, yeah, there's a couple of PWIs in there too. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember all of them. It was like three of them, like kind of, and that guy, same people owned sure. all of them. But
1: yeah, the guy I work with won an auction for like three dollars for like a
0: hundred. You notice, like, the running of the mascara is, like, somehow, like, past the the farthest edge of her eye? Well, she was laying down for a minute. Mm.
1: Maybe she's sweating. She was sweating out them neon maniacs.
3: <laughs>
0: From her hair? She's sweating out her, like, her dye job. That's possible. Either way. <laughs> uh, the lack of care.
1: one of these cops? Yes. I like that everybody just like lights up a cigarette in the office afterwards.
0: Yes. <laughs> it's amazing. This When I was looking, doing research on this movie, that guy that plays um, the lieutenant, he's probably the most accomplished person out of this whole movie. He's, like, uh, done tons of voice work um, over the course of, like, the past, like, 40 years. Like, tons of video games, like, tons of, um, like, animated, like, superhero series and stuff, like Superman, Batman stuff.
4: Do you think um they still make like ashtrays? Like legitimate?
0: Like yeah. new ashtrays? Yeah. Hmm.
4: Yeah,
1: you can you can still buy ashtrays.
4: They had a crazy uh maybe Cool ashtray on that guy and stuff. It was like an orange like glass ashtray that had like four different Four corners with four like things to rest you at, like yeah, things. old
0: ashtrays that look like like Depression glass and shit like that. Like, or some of those things are really cool. Yeah, we um back in
1: like prehistoric days when we used to just smoke inside at Chuck's house, <laughs> um, there
0: was was a nice collection of ashtrays <laughs> around. First of all, that's a really early like portable phone. Did you see that? Like, yeah, uh, and <laughs> she did. She did not have the antenna up on that thing. that was one of those ones you could see it like needs to be pulled up she was right next to the page unit she was probably alright
4: yeah
0: she may not need to that's an advanced 80s purple phone move you're near the base so you don't need to pull it up do you think any like no kids understand that like at all
1: you don't think there's some like oh here he is fucking (laughs) moondog beast man Boondong um,
0: Beastman's horny <laughs> trying to get some creep here
1: <laughs> it's nice that she saw her friends got murdered earlier and now she's um <laughs> just going to go for a dip <laughs> right
4: Trying to take her mind off things. Right?
1: Take her mind off the murder of all of her friends. Hmm. See, he hesitated too long being a creep. He could have he had her.
4: <laughs> so he's an maniac, too, right? But he's like one inch away from water on his death.
1: Yeah, so it's really kind of like, especially living in San Francisco, you wonder how they lasted as long as they did, considering their weakness is like a thing that surrounds all of San Francisco, and they live under a fucking bridge.
4: But a... it's never explained where the neon come from, right? Oh, and nothing's do...
1: that explained. That's why it's an amazing movie because it leaves it up to your imagination.
4: See, <laughs> k right now, Beast Man is fucking melting away. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's, like, laying under a car or something. Like, oh, shit. Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> well, it's blood that's raining, so... I do like that dream sequence. It's, um yes pretty effective the first time you see it oh i'm getting an ad in a five
3: second coming up okay oh i got that okay oh
1: it's not telling me how long of an ad it is it looks like a 45
0: second ad maybe i know like i i was doing the same thing (laughs) like i'm like guessing um into it i feel like i'm watching a fucking wwe sponsored pay-per-view i had a dove for women ad
3: mm.
1: i have a ford ad
0: mm. i just got this like one and two it must be a 30 second spot all right i'm at twenty one fifty five.
1: oh my god i'm like 25 minutes
0: away from these ads being over. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna snack around what you got you-
4: I got some sour cream and onion chips.
1: Mm. Oh, I need to get my wasabi almonds.
0: And my Riesling.
4: What do you add, Chris?
0: Twenty-one fifty-five.
1: Yeah. I got the same Ford ad again.
0: What the I want you to buy a Ford, man. I, I am bet. looking to buy a new car. It's been fucking... Sixty thousand dollars and pay like a thousand dollar a month car payment. Oh no, I'm Do buying it. a used car when I buy a car.
1: You, you,
0: so you spend seven hundred dollars a month on a used car,
1: <laughs> but make it forward. I'm not spending over twenty thousand dollars on my next car.
4: Frank, go to CarMax. Do get a car from there. I was looking at um.
1: Even Carvana, used cars yeah. are fucking outrageous. and uh, yeah. the other one, Drive Time or whatever.
4: I haven't heard of that one.
1: Yeah, Drive Time up. lets you shop like local places online.
4: I do CarMax or Carvana? New cars
2: is too much.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm never buying a new car again.
2: Mm-mm.
1: And I want to buy a truck, so. Mm. So that way, when you need to go get a giant blockbuster sign from New Jersey we can just drive up and get it. Dude I
4: wasn't even gonna wait people suggested I was gonna tell you.
0: <laughs> Hold on Frank come on like let stop 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 fucking around here. You are not driving to New Jersey ever. If again in a, your life.
1: If I had a truck and there was a good cause I would do it. I don't believe you well, I guess we'll have to wait and see, right? Oh what shit. You gotta find someone in
0: Jersey or Ryan when Frank gets that
4: truck. Well, what would happen is I would go pick it up and then Frank would be like, All right, here's the keys, I'll talk to you later. I gotta I gotta play these thirteen video games and I would drive there by myself and then ah.
1: <laughs> My remote's not working, so I have no idea what timestamp I'm at.
4: What what's the Orion's injury?
1: I'm at twenty two oh eight.
0: Which Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep. I'm going to play until 2208 and pause so I don't miss anything from um, the lieutenant here being all angry. <laughs> Glorious. This guy's fantastic. All right, I'm at 2208.
3: <clears throat> <clears throat> lieutenant throat> is one of my
0: favorite things in this entire movie, just so you know.
4: <laughs> I'm ready, Frank, for the, for the epic countdown.
1: Three, two, one, Go. Look, it looks like Tang.
4: <laughs> it does look like Tang. Do they make
1: Tang still? Do you know?
0: I can find out.
4: Yeah, I have not.
1: Had... See, I, you know what? I I like the realism here of him like putting something over his hand to open the door, so he doesn't want to mess up any fingerprints.
0: Tang is sold in about thirty five countries. Um is that a cereal, Frank? What kind of cereal is it? C-3P's.
4: Hmm.
1: Oh, it is. You're right. Yeah.
2: That thing's, that thing's hot.
0: The top three markets for Tang are Brazil, Argentina, and the Philippines.
1: He has a Star Wars shirt on. He does. Is that a... um? What is it l El- oh it's the ring whatever right Ele El verdugo
0: I don't know what that is
1: it looked like a dragon slayer poster from the one side, but it might be like a um. What is that a uh, fucking German thing? The ring, neat knee, the Nibelung or whatever.
0: I have no idea, dude.
4: Mm-mm. Look at uh, all these
1: guys, adults walking through this high school.
4: What's this guy? Why does this guy have this holy sweater?
1: He's waiting to talk to Natalie.
4: You shouldn't talk to her with burnets.
0: Is does he also have a rip in the shoulder of it?
4: Yeah, there's like 13 holes. It's cuz
0: he's poor, man, cuz mm-hmm. his dad's like fucking making sauce all day long fucking pasta breath motherfucker.
2: Pasta breath. <laughs> mm. What is? That? <laughs> oh, that
0: hat. That hat's so askew on top of that head is <laughs> That hat is hot. Telling her to go back to Sesame Street is also a fucking hot diss. It's fucking hilarious.
4: When's the last time in public you saw someone wearing a hat sideways?
2: Ah, uh,
0: pu-
4: it's been a it's been
1: a while, I think.
0: Yeah, like ten years at least. I mean, yeah, in public. by public you just mean like an average person. I have no idea. Like, um, it's been a long time, I think.
1: I'm I'm certain it's been less than ten years because I'm sure that we saw somebody at the bar at some
4: point. Yeah.
0: I mean that's like Avril Levine type shit before way before Avril Levine. Like that kind of like tilt on that hat. Like that shit's insane.
1: It's a um mm-hmm. an aliens hat, right? Isn't it for the Nostromo?
0: Um, is it? I think so. Yeah. You guys, do you guys know my secret? Like Nostromo hat. Well, it's not a secret because it's sitting on that chair. Oh, you okay, to... you've seen it. Okay, that's yeah, my that's my like my grass cutting cat hat. The past like six and a half millennia, it's been sitting there. Six and a half months, but I mean, like, yeah. No, it's longer than that. No, it was towards the end of the season, man. So it was like August. You bought it in August. Yeah like it maybe maybe July but no it hasn't been that long how
1: many times have i been to your house since July three probably hmm. well then i've noticed it every single time
0: hmm. cuz i'm i'm starting to take um skincare seriously when i'm only like 10 years away from death so
2: did you just hear um, the movie
0: what'd you say Ryan?
4: So in the movie the narrator oh, right, the movie. Yeah. narrator at the beginning that you liked. He was just the same exact voice as the principal that told her, like, oh, I think it would be a good time if you it would be a good idea if you stayed home for blah 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 blah. So it was like the same voice as the narrator at the beginning.
0: <laughs> That's really funny.
4: It's pretty funny in here. Look
0: at that frosting. On that door. Oh, I think you meant in her hair. Oh. Uh oh. huh. I mean, that too, I guess.
1: Yeah, look at her hat here. When
0: he also has the same hat, though.
1: Maybe they Maybe. both love
0: aliens. It's yeah, still it's still- it's the Nostromo, yeah, it's Nostromo. Yeah, it's Nostromo, yeah. That's the one that um Yafet Kato wears, right?
2: I think.
4: Yeah. They have a camcorder and they have the separate... They have the separate recorder thing, I think it's not...
3: Mm-hmm.
0: It's some for that time period. That's some like look. Look at all this equipment, yeah, like in, a were- hu- in a house. There, yeah, it's privileged bullshit going on
4: right here.
0: Go back to fucking Sesame Street.
4: <clears throat> <laughs> that's expensive. <It's- clears throat> oh, that TV's hot.
1: <clears throat> I mean, she lives in a fucking gated mansion.
3: Hmm.
2: Huh?
0: What was she eating with that milk?
1: Oh, there are those little um cookies that have the jam in the middle. they mm. They're amazing. <laughs>
0: yeah, I remember them. I just couldn't see it when I, when it was happening. This fucking I'm just playing my guitar. Fucking idiot. What? Why is he wearing? Ho- look at this! Look at her. She's like put together for. And look! Look, look at this house.
4: I don't think he's poor at all. He just has a problem. I mean, they live in a
1: the most one of the most expensive cities in on the United States.
0: So he's everybody looks. Bo- he's just a bozo, then.
1: Yeah, he's just he's just a hobo, man. Mm. He's trying to be like some kind of proto-fucking-grunge rock star. Yeah, man, those cookies look amazing.
0: What are those things called?
1: Jammy Jams. (laughs)
2: obviously they're not there
1: Oscar worthy performance
2: they don't really
0: have like their own name jam filled butter cookies shortbread cookies with jam
2: thumbprint cookies
0: this is hot research that's going on right now
4: one one of my pet peeves is coming up right now
0: buttery jam thumbprint cookies
4: you ready for Ryan' pet peeve?
0: Yeah, tell me She's all about. it.
4: She's about to stick her fingers in something.
0: Oh, and taste it.
1: Yeah, that's one of my pet peeves too.
4: Although, let me tell you something, Ryan.
1: I've seen maintenance people do that at work. So it's definitely something that happens in the real world. <laughs> who's
4: who's who's putting their fingers in green slime at the park and
2: feeling it? is wrong
4: with these people like you yeah, know my fingers in the screen slime
0: this song's hot too yeah
4: <laughs> that um
1: that camera like rack focus or whatever to like pull back from the front of the you see
0: Mackler's name on there Whose name? Mackler Oh on yeah. That list. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm Just a knackler.
4: music. Sounds pretty hot.
0: Look, not not getting nothing from bounty for that for that advertisement.
2: Reach bitch. Hmm.
3: I guess you can't just
1: leave the bread like hanging out on the front porch.
0: I wish I was better at name that tune because a lot of these songs that they play are like some sort of like cheap rip-off versions of real songs. It reminds me of um,
1: I don't even know how to make this reference. It reminds me of Love American Style. Did you ever watch that show? No. I don't know what era it's from. Late 70s, early 80s maybe. But it was like a half hour like romantic comedy that was just like skits of people in relationships. And they'd oh. always played like fake ass um, like versions of songs on it. Right. I've
0: heard of it, but I've never seen anything from it. Did she just run her nail down like the crevice of that tile?
1: No, she didn't even <laughs> work. She ran it down the tile itself.
0: That's worse to you? Yes. The tile doesn't like do you know what kind of crud is inside those the crevices of like man
3: these in people between are... the
0: tiles? Buddy, there ain't no crud in that crevice. There's <laughs> some <laughs>
1: Um, <laughs> some poor consuela is.
2: Uh, Hold, on. Hold on, down. I gotta write something there real quick. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they got a maid that's coming in there and cleaning their grout. Mm. <laughs>
2: Shoot your shot, yeah,
0: okay. yeah. Playing the song You See that shit's hot. Like that's 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 uh, good editing. It's like playing that song again as soon as he asks, and she's like,
3: "Okay."
1: She didn't even hesitate. He's just drinking that. Oh, there you go. Maniac Prince.
4: <laughs> yeah, she's stalling his
2: prints.
3: Yeah,
0: Sesame Streets on the case.
1: This girl is the smartest person in the entire movie. So
2: <laughs>
1: And she has good taste.
0: Why is the hat on the other side like to that now? It like... has
1: it, it it has been continuously since yeah. the graveyard scene.
4: Yes, which is
1: she kind of reminds me of a young natalie portman
0: yeah i can see that especially yeah. like uh from a distance she got that proto portman
1: so <laughs> she's already found the hiding place of the neon And no, like, she she's close to it
4: she almost there
1: what i'm saying is like if there's these murders like they gotta happen all the time and it takes this like twelve year old to find it, and nobody else is even looking. Maybe the Neon Maniacs are a new um new addition to San Francisco.
0: Well, it just happened recently, I think. Except maybe for- that's where cards- they got trading cards.
1: Right, they were announcing like they're coming, uh. like get ready in nineteen eighty six for
0: Neon. <laughs> it's like making a bid like a week early on eBay. It's like.
4: Oh, yeah, you just got to let him know. Let him know hey, you're out. I'm still trying to figure out the beginning with the cow head and the, and the, the trading cards. I don't know. Is this dude still alive?
3: No. Nah.
0: He died uh 18 years ago. He was born in, like, 33 or something like that. So he was only, like, in his 50s when he made this, but, like, yeah, it's been a while. So.
4: Guess we can't email him? Nah. In the heaven.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: You made that real convincing just looking around. It's <laughs> a funny run That's like a, it's like a little rascal's move, like right. like holding on to the top, uh, on Tony <laughs> to the top of the hat and running like crazy. What?
2: <laughs> this fucking dude. <laughs> yeah, get the fuck off it. Like me.
4: Hmm. There's a weight limit on that bike.
1: (laughs) I like the hand went to the gun. I know, right? (laughs) He's my shooter.
2: (laughs) Come
0: on. Fucking Mitch McConnell in, like, fucking 1986
1: right here. He hasn't gone to ruin Kentucky yet.
0: Got the same elongated face and, like, skinny man double chin thing going on. See, Blu-ray copy, you could have seen what was going on there.
1: Like three hours in an entire afternoon (laughs) looking at these dead pigeons.
0: What are you drinking over there, Ryan?
2: Now I have...
4: Smirnoff Ice, Red, White, and Mary. The holiday punch.
3: Mm.
1: <laughs> oh, the hangman got the cup.
3: <laughs> those, shoes,
2: those shoes are a little dull right there. For...
1: <laughs> He's been walking around in Neon Maniac blood. Days hey, working hard. Hardly working.
0: <laughs> Taking care of business.
1: <laughs> working overtime. It's mm. a really long stretch without a commercial.
0: It has been. Yeah. Frank needs some 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 oh. riesling and some nuts.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I really do want to get my nuts and my riesling. It <laughs> I like saw that a little. I saw a little <laughs> glance, Frank. <laughs> I'm trying to estimate the amount of time it would take. Nah, I saw a little glance. I saw a little glance to the right. There was a glance. yeah. (laughs) Look at this
2: exorcist.
0: It is pretty,
4: uh...
2: Yeah. Exorcist.
1: Pretty pretty
2: good shot.
1: I did look to the right more than the right towards where the Riesling and
0: nuts are. Yes, you did. I know. <laughs> Frank, while Sesame Street's doing her thing, did you hear that? Um, Spike Lee is remaking High and Low. I did. It's annoying.
1: <laughs> um, I have a ad break in two seconds.
0: Mm. It's not notifying me. There it is. Yep. So yeah, same. That was- like a 60 seconds, so I'm going to get my shit. Yeah. Do you have one arrived?
4: Yeah, I'm in the middle of one.
0: Okay.
4: I got a KFC, like. Uh,
0: I got some kind of, like, Brooks House, like, thing. I don't know what this is.
4: I got a KFC, like, sex
2: commercial. <laughs> oh. It's about
0: this shit. Um it was it was some candidate running for office whose like main like thing that he's running on is substance abuse issues. So they targeted mm-hmm. me for that.
4: I got a KFC ad and it said and it sees two teenagers in a car like eating KFC and it's like, oh, you ready to smash? <laughs> and like the girl's like eating like this like hot this like chicken, like mm-hmm. Like there, and it's like smash that bowl of chicken or so whatever. It's like, oh, it's like oh, yeah. Talk about smashing, eating, eating, not smashing, whatever. Yeah, it's
3: yeah. It,
0: it fits. I mean, like I got it. I get addiction, and you get protein and fucking. Like so.
2: Mm. <laughs> sure.
0: <laughs> oh shit. That's one thing I can't. Okay, never mind. I was going to ask you a question, but that's 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 not the kind of stuff we should talk about here. Can't be fully like a Saturday night. Um,
4: after forty-one, yes. after like fifty more nights. Yeah,
0: yeah. Night. <laughs> after for like another hour and twenty minutes or something, like
2: <laughs> It'll be fucking midnight, like. <laughs>
0: At least the lieutenant's coming up. I'm at forty-one thirty, by the way. Yeah, fuck! It's not a goddamn remote.
2: <laughs>
0: is, is it a battery issue, Frank? Or oh,
1: I just changed the batteries. I don't know what happens every once in a while. It just won't work.
0: No, nah, what you got to do? Uh, here, here's what I bet it is. This is my bad advice. Is can I see there? Can you hold up the remote so I can see it? Like what type it is? No, no, it I, shouldn't do that. Oh, no, those are the mirrors. we shouldn't do that. Then, never mind. I have no advice.
1: Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm at 4139 with my.
0: Okay. Orion, right, let's go ahead and get the 39. Watch the lieutenant. It's always the lieutenant.
1: He's hanging out in his living room. He is. My grandma had that lamp.
0: State is so tall. I'm there.
1: There. It's right. You at 4139 now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Three, two, one, go. i to pour this wine. Pour it. I was going to drink it out of the bottle, but I'm going to share it with Frankie. So. Mm. I got Kung Fu Girl Riesling. What
0: the fuck's it called? Kung Fu girl. What is that what what's the distinct what what is that exactly? I don't know. Oh, it's just a brand. Yeah. Is there anything distinct about it or different or is it just a riesling? No, it's just the riesling
1: I've been drinking for like 14 years now.
0: Yeah, oh, okay. What kind of my, what kind of nuts are those again?
1: Blue diamond wasabi almonds.
0: Wasabi, right. Mm-hmm.
2: They
4: make all the crumbly
2: noises
4: First, the sky they get wet do they like heal from their from their like disintegrating
3: that maniac I mean, looks like a
0: hellraiser it, right? character to me. I can't remember no. which hellraiser character that is, but
2: <clears throat> yeah the teeth guy
3: mhm-,
1: that's the chatterer.
0: So much equipment. So much equipment she has. I wish I could remember who she looks like up close. I definitely think in profile, like in like a long shot, she definitely, I see the Portman, but.
1: Ali Sheedy, maybe?
0: Maybe. Is there a little bit of young Winona rider or something in her?
4: Oh, yeah, maybe a little bit. Like young singer, but luck
2: to me. Mm.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. Mm. Unique mix. <laughs> oh,
2: this is a hot scene.
0: That guy doesn't care. He didn't care at all.
2: I like um.
1: This is a pet peeve of mine, Orion. When someone's making like notes that are obviously not meant for that person's own benefit, just so you can read them.
2: (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, you guys like here, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Is
0: it? <laughs> That's what makes the timing great. You should use that line or Orion.
1: This girl is some um super frank standard, just so you know.
2: <laughs>
1: Isn't that that hair? It's the face too. <laughs> she got that pinched Muppet face.
2: <laughs>
0: right.
1: She actually looks like um, Zoe Starks a little bit, or whatever that wrestler's name is.
3: Mm.
0: I mean, this is probably the second person in the movie that has like an a career. Like, I mean, she was in like an episode of The Mentalist. You know, I mean, mm. um, like she still sure. works occasionally. But she also looks like you know somebody who, somebody who um, you you take a slightly dwarf path path in life, and you end up like you know working at like you know delivering crabs to a table, you know. Here's the other thing, Orion. That makes
1: me think that this movie like lost funding or whatever. Um, Moondog 8-Man is completely different here. I think it's even a different actor when you see him, like, coming up.
2: <laughs> He's like, None. yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, not like... anymore, though. Engineer is not left.
4: Well, there's a funny part where this entire scene happens, and then you see, like, later on, like, five minutes later, that the uh, the end maniac engineer, the new one, is like still driving the, the train. And he's
2: like, Are you driving the train? <laughs>
4: really funny.
1: See, it's a completely different guy, yeah. You think so? Oh, yeah, 100%.
0: You don't think it's just the way he's lit, though? Maybe,
1: no, it's he's got different musculature. <laughs> the original you go back and watch it after we finish it. The original guy is like
0: ah uh, uh, spear thrower neomaniac
1: much more muscle <laughs> than that guy. Yeah,
0: look, yeah, there, the the gimp is like yeah, the gimp's getting into it like driving the
1: Yeah. That'll stop the neomaniac tie your belt do you have these have like a cloth belt it's one of those military belts hemp hemp
0: belt poser
4: time to get back
2: they actually
0: like did his makeup better for those close-up shots too compared to like when he was like in medium shot he looked much more beast like in that close up i th- i think spear throwing uh maniac is my least favorite <clears throat>
4: <laughs> Why did the samurai
2: stay on the train? Because he can't jump. <laughs> he can't move fast.
0: <laughs> did the, the fucking pasta breath sit there and tell the fucking bus driver, take off?
1: Like, command him? <laughs> He was still trying to go Dutch with her, trying to get her to pay for her part of the bus fare.
2: (laughs)
4: <laughs> they can run fast too. Apparently, as fast as a bus.
0: Well, at least the the uh, spear throwing Native American one can, or whatever he's supposed to be. So, what caused his hand to
2: pop off? I don't know. Uh, no idea. that's a hot addition the
0: fucking pink slippers are hilarious What? I'm trying to add some comedy and levity into this fucking thing suddenly in two different scenes, like, right in a row.
4: I got to add. I got an ad. Are oh, the I'm guys so...
2: still driving uh, it? Yeah, he's... <laughs> uh... <laughs> getting it. Like, yeah. He's getting the hang of it now.
0: All right, I do not have an okay, ad. Let me pause.
1: I got a Sweet Tarts Rope said.
4: I got a Samsung... I
0: better not get in, like an ad and like you know what oh,
4: uh, mine's a short ad Mine's still going
0: I'm at fifty two even this is many more ads than I got the other night when I watched it yeah, I
1: didn't get any ads all day
0: i I watched it or whatever, not the other day, but last week when I watched this movie um. I got, like, two ads throughout the entire thing. Where are you at? 52 even. So fifty-two zero, zero. All right, let me get there.
4: I'm still getting through my end. What do you got now? Diabetes.
0: <laughs> yeah.
4: Mountain genre?
0: I'm at 52 even. I got the lieutenant
2: looking all certain.
0: Mm-hmm. It's always the lieutenant. That's when they were like taking these ads, man.
1: Dang, <laughs> there's 40 minutes left in this movie. Yes. <laughs> we're Fair still
2: getting
0: this ad, dude. I <laughs> got a 40 minute ad. <clears throat> I know. Still got one.
1: Do you remember the Regal Cinemas pre-show that was the little girl from Curly Sue talking in Jack Palance's voice? No.
2: (laughs) That's fantastic. Um,
0: I don't know. Well, you're missing it. It might be one of those things where it's like if it was in front of me, I would remember it, but
1: She was dressed up like a cowboy, and she was. They were in a saloon, and she was telling people the rules of
4: watching a movie. Where you post that? Fifty two exact.
2: Oh shoot! Hold on a second. Sorry, I'm
4: there always a detective
1: all right three two
2: one go I'm
0: trying to see if I can if this is anywhere on the internet Frank you think she's
2: What's that guy's name in this movie? Did he call him Kid? When he said that? Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. Because it came off sounding like King, and I thought he called him King. It's like, back to sleep, King.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Nah, no, it doesn't get that much credit.
2: Okay. <laughs> That's a hot scene right here. hmm
4: I love the Neon Maniacs ambient music. Wow, wow,
2: wow.
0: Yeah, I like that there.
2: Yeah
3: huh
2: <laughs>
0: where's your garlic at oh
2: yeah <laughs> Dude, there's a there's a huge e i moment coming uh. up. <laughs> <laughs> got the garlic around her neck
1: that's why she was making her list
0: <clears throat> her list of three things what
3: yeah.
1: That's a good practical effect right there. Yeah, it says, give
0: ready a look who did the.
1: They were done by what's his name, right?
2: The director?
0: The effects? I'm not sure.
3: Oh, Maybe I'm wrong.
2: crew. Let me see.
4: All these people are rich as hell.
1: Ryan, right, I feel like you and I researched this movie a lot when we first started watching it.
0: No, it's think... done by a guy named um, Wayne BoCamp is the supervisor, and then Larry Odin is the uh, kind of like a uh, makeup dude. Both of them had really successful careers, like overall, like in the long term. Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: Then, right. Bo Camp's biggest man, he's had a really long career, mostly in lower bench stuff. But like, he, he gets up to the level of some things, like, he did uh, <clears throat> Freddy versus Jason, Stargate, like, shit like that. Like, so there's some bigger movies. And Larry Odian pretty much sticks to low budget, but he does eventually work his way up to some different stuff. Like, oh, you know, he gets into animatronics at some point, and that's what he does. <laughs> I
2: don't understand. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Um That guy Larry Odian also did the special effects, creature effects on a house and mm-hmm. Fright Night and the animatronics on Fright Night. Look, think the only defense against these things
2: <laughs> is And the
0: creature effects on uh, invaders from Mars all in the same year. Special effects assistant on Dream Warriors. (laughs) Hmm. Mechanical effects on Exorcist 3. Interesting. Do some... There's always these like little unsung heroes of movies that you never like really focus on. Like that guy's done like a, had a hell of a career. She's right. More kids and
2: homelessness to kids. I only thing they showed up in my tape. Well, the band competition is tonight, right? What did you say? You said that, that water kills these freaks. Yeah. Right. If we can get enough squirt guns to kiss the dance tonight.
4: Oh, It's the best logic ever. I don't see that the, 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 the I mean are going to show up to the
2: dance.
1: Which is a song you hate around?
4: The one that that guy sings, mm. the first song, of the night, like the door song, the so boring. Yeah, this first song is like,
2: is no good.
1: She's super into it though.
2: Yeah.
0: Like, this guy was the makeup effects artist on the Pit in the Pendulum, Frank? Like, it's crazy. Um,
2: What are you doing?
0: Oh.
1: She's dressed up as the dude from Fade to Black.
2: That's interesting.
3: tonight which is a tough
0: bunch of mothers a mm. bunch of, bunch of mothers
1: <laughs> well they're kids you can't curse when you're a kid
2: <laughs> you can drink beer it's though it's never okay <laughs> Yes. Oh.
0: Yeah. Cook, bitch.
4: the electronics. This is the worst song, dude. <laughs> this song
0: is hysterical. What are you talking
4: about? This is hilarious.
2: Uh. 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 Like. He had
0: he had the dice shake and the point like in his arsenal. Oh, you got the like the
4: yeah, fist in the air like. I gotta get another beer for this. Mm. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
2: it's
1: like a John Cougar Mellencamp meets the Cars, um...
2: right? <laughs> This actually
0: sounds like a real song that could have been produced during this time period. I love it. I don't agree with you. Yeah.
4: you got bad taste. That's why.
0: <laughs> I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying I think it's fantastic.
4: <laughs> I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna do a cover of this song for you, Ryan.
2: As good as that. <laughs> she lied to me She lied to you It's kind of like
0: our Short Circuit 2 conversation earlier it's, I'm not uh-huh. saying it's good I just think it's great Like in it's own
3: way
4: This makes me drink uh-huh. This is
0: like the biggest incel Like low key incel song of all time
2: <laughs> I uh, <laughs> Lie to you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> At
1: least you like it. I, you I know what electricity.
2: I don't like an
0: electricity dude either. That's just yeah, I think it's hot. That's just weak.
1: What I think it's ready. To- I hate I okay. hate
0: electricity, dude.
1: Fucking Tommy Tesla maniac coming out. See, <laughs> this is the other guy. It's a different dude. That,
0: I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right.
1: Now, and now there's 400 neon maniacs. Like, what the fuck?
2: <laughs> she must have lied to you. I fucking hate looking
4: at that guy so much.
1: You don't like the Danny Zuko wannabe?
0: That that I agree with.
4: I don't like anything about that guy. I got an ad in four seconds. Mm. I have it in one.
0: Yeah, I got one. Man, I'm getting this fucking addiction ad again.
1: I got the Ford ad for the fourth time. (laughs) I got a short ad. Oh, I just rub my eyes with my fucking
4: wasabi hand. Wasabi,
0: yeah. <laughs> burn.
4: It does burn a little bit. Mm-hmm. I get I gotta get another beer to get through this um...
0: Yeah, I
1: I'm paused at 103.23.
0: Ooh, I'm at twenty
4: six. I'm at twenty-three as well.
0: Mm. Y'all need to catch up to me this time around. I'm at twenty-six. All right. I'm at 26. Are you going to get your beer? Or are we just
1: starting this. You can start it, and I'll get it. I'm still listening to it in my headphones. All right, three, two, one, go. Oh, you fucker! You
3: <laughs> I was
1: going to say three, two, one, maniacs, and I fucked up.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to say three, two, one.
2: Must've lied to me, <laughs> lied to you. <laughs>
4: This is the real song right here,
2: yeah
1: this guy with his fucking whip. what's the name of this band again?
2: I don't
0: remember bad mo bad mothers no remember. it's
1: a it's a
2: single name. Why are they
0: focusing on like this other detective rather than Lieutenant?
1: I'm telling you, because they had to refilm, they filmed like four different movies.
2: <clears throat> we had a lot. It's about to get real.
3: What
2: is
0: he trying to be, William Cat?
2: <laughs> <Uh-oh>. Oh, oh. <laughs>
0: How did how did this dude in like the course of 20 minutes like try to upgrade himself? <laughs> upgrade himself to um he, his moves are so fucking stupid.
1: Right, because this is the different guy. <laughs> <He's>... <laughs> you talking about Moondog Spike here?
3: Yes. <laughs>
0: So absurd, he's just keeps like throwing his arms out. That's it, like, and sometimes both at the same time, so it looks like he's gonna like bear hug somebody or something. Like, did that guy's just rub his nipples. What is happening? He's
1: excited, Fucking brand new neon maniac demon surgeon. <laughs>
0: Why wouldn't the doctor have like I don't know a scalpel or a saw or something? Why is he?
1: You got to put him under before you can perform surgery, even Mm -hmm. if you're a neon maniac surgeon. (laughs)
2: There's
1: there's still the Hippocratic Oath, buddy.
4: (laughs) This guy got knocked
0: out. Can Jack Black here?
2: See,
0: I <laughs> I think I dislike this song more than Pasta Breath song. No, oh, no, this
1: both both songs are amazing. You're both assholes.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> They're bad mothers. I will say that I. That girl, like, dressed up as
4: Dracula or whatever. I freaking freaking hate it so much. You what? I hate the girl dressed up as Dracula.
0: Mm.
1: She's dressed up as the lead character
0: from Fade to Black. I thought you said I would smash it so much. Oh, yeah. She's
1: also 14.
4: I didn't ask you that. (laughs) (laughs) What What did you say she dressed up as?
1: She's dressed up as the villain from the movie Fade to Black.
4: I don't think I've seen that movie.
1: It's about a guy that's obsessed with old movies and starts to murder people.
4: Oh have I've
1: you made that. me watch that movie for Maybe I don't know. Is that worth watching? yeah, it's good hmm. you I'm you've sure. seen the v h s box like a thousand times.
4: Remind me after that someone looked it up.
2: Yeah, I don't think
0: you've put it on a list or anything like that and let me watch it.
1: It's one of those like borderline great movies.
0: Something that I really
1: enjoy from when I was a kid.
0: I do remember who's Dennis Christopher. What have we like seen him in?
1: It's actually like a proto incel movie in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Or like a nice guy. Like the prehistory of the nice guys
0: or whatever. Oh, he's in Ganger, which we did not talk about. But what do you think uh, about the saxophone? Uh, fucking fantastic! <laughs> I like the saxophone.
1: Yeah. Oh my god.
4: <laughs> You know what? I don't like his voice at all.
1: Yeah, he does have a really bad voice.
2: Alright, Chris. Cause if she lied to me, she must lie to you.
4: Is he he really singing this song or he's like somebody else is singing this song? No, that dude is definitely singing
0: this song. Yeah, I think he's singing it. I agree. This
1: fucking class of Newcomb High ripoff bullshit. There's
4: Newcomb High right there. (laughs)
1: Look at him stroking that microphone stand
2: He
4: is (laughs) He's working that stand He's doing
1: it Like you're in a battle of the bands And this is the song you choose to play
4: I'm telling you Both band songs have been dud for him
1: Fucking spaghetti benders
2: Yeah, it's yeah. battle of the babies okay.
4: that get the
0: crowd to sleep. I know this guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that that dude's just like walking so casually. Like the the Yeah,
1: there <laughs> look. Uh, in reality all the neon maniacs want to do is have a good time and people just give them shits and then they have to murder him.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I was I was, was on one of my ADD searches like for um like down a rabbit <laughs> hole of like who somebody <laughs> was.
1: Goblin guys- Samurai and Big Nose Archer are there. They just want to listen to fucking Pasta Breath's album.
4: There's like a nine foot Wookiee back
2: there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is she trying to
0: fucking dance with the Indian Shaman man- Maniac? Yeah. She scared him off.
4: He smell amazing.
0: How much time is left? Yeah, this is probably where I started getting, like, tired Manly. of this movie
3: before.
2: Manly. Manly.
4: Yeah, Chris, it's because of this fucking song, dude.
3: It Maybe. is the worst. Maybe.
0: It is the worst of the three. I'm in the middle of
1: my song, babe. <laughs> the India without the arm? It's like his arm is back on. <laughs> Isn't he a Regenerate.
0: Do you think he regenerated or do you think he found the arm and put it back on?
1: Oh, that's a good question.
3: Hmm. <laughs> is <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think it bears. Some examination.
4: <laughs> 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 yeah, Vietnam.
0: No, oh, yeah, it's William, that's William Cat slash Gary Busey like fucking maniac. <laughs> it's funny that in K
1: Fabe his M sixteen still jams up on him.
2: Right. It is.
1: <laughs> this cheap shit. <laughs> that's it's that's cl- it's platoon neon maniac. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Look at this dude, just like scoping. Like, he's so, he's so fucking
2: just. You oh, gotta here. find a good
0: target. Right. Right. That's what I'm saying. He's thoughtful. He's.
1: <laughs> God, that's like fucking kid- kidney stone squirt gun.
0: He's my favorite. He's the smartest of the maniacs.
1: Yeah. Why waste your maniac energy?
0: Right.
4: Just be cautious. <laughs> Watch for spilt drinks.
0: I don't like that maniac that looks like it's a Star Trek character either that you saw a glimpse of there. <laughs> this is just a stupid maniac, but I like him. Oh, one-eyed alligator? <laughs> yes.
1: There's your scalpel from Surgeon surgeon Maniac. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah.
2: Surgeon Maniac. <laughs>
1: These idiots, despite this being their plan, are so woefully unprepared yes. to actually use the squirt guns that they have.
0: There's fucking sloth maniac.
4: I don't understand how people are still inside. Like, they ran through the exit. They're what running
1: is... in circles.
0: Running I think it was probably more like toxic <laughs> Avenger maniac is the inspiration, maybe.
1: Uh...
2: Just go pull the fucking mm.
0: Oh! We don't get an answer out of that either, right? What's that? Is there any hints out of that? Like cutting off of the arm, the hand?
2: (laughs) That's
0: pretty hot. Yeah, that's good. All right. So decapitation works, right? So we don't see him again. No, because
1: it comes back on. Does it? Yeah. You gotta, um... Okay. You gotta kill him with water. Water's the only thing that, that'll eliminate a Neon Maniac. <laughs> the 12-year-old can take care of herself. Let's go. <laughs>
2: fucking okay, chopping just... at the water with <laughs> his tomahawk
1: yeah. <laughs> oh man I got another fucking ad What? I'm Five, old. four, yeah. three, two, one. you know why this is happening okay. oh this is a really short ad oh yeah time. I
0: got one too okay.
1: that's the shit this is happening because we're
0: watching this movie. I'm at the, at the football game. I'm at the grocery store. I got a on a fucking stupid ass Instacart ad. Oh, I love that. I'm at
1: one hour, 16 minutes, and 25 seconds.
0: <laughs> oh, I got, this, uh, this is the longest ad that I've had so far. This is a really long ad, I think. I Ads I'm getting. Oh, God, this fucking... This fucking politician and his dead daughter died of addiction. This is the third time I've gotten it.
4: What second are you at, Frank? Oh, I got twenty-five.
2: Well, Hold on, I got an ad coming up. What? <laughs>
4: Listen, I I went ahead like for like 30 <laughs> seconds, and then I went back to catch up to Frank's spot. And then I got another ad. So I didn't get an ad, but then when I went back to catch up, I got an ad. Mm. So mine's a quick
2: ad.
0: Got
4: yeah, like
2: fucking super
0: like Super Bowl ad now. Frank, who do you think is gonna win the Super Bowl? <sighs> I
1: mean I hope it's the forty ers But okay. I don't know. I I really I don't really have an opinion on it 'cause you don't care. I guess I just don't care. I don't
0: yeah. oh, where are we at, Frank? Sorry.
1: One hour, 16 minutes, 25 seconds.
0: I'm, 27.
4: I'm there.
1: All right. Three, two, one, go.
4: If the 49ers win, then we get a. I get My my uh, team gets a pizza oh, party. Oh, that's the right. Party. You get yeah. the
0: pizza party. Yeah.
4: I'm rooting for you. Yeah. Thank you. That'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. We've been doing it for.
0: Where where they order the pizza from? Do you get to choose?
4: I don't remember. It's probably like Seasons or something.
0: If you got to choose, where would you order from locally over there in Delaware? Me? Yeah.
4: I would do Papa
1: John's because I like Papa mm. John's. You know, Papa like John's pizza. has a ricotta stuffed crust pizza now. That's amazing. Mm.
0: Mm. That sounds good.
1: It's a thing I can no longer eat, I guess, but. Why can't you eat it? I don't know. I started going to the doctors again, and I got yelled at a whole bunch. And so I had to change a lot of stuff in my diet and start taking my medicine again. Mm. So eating like a fucking 8,000 calorie pizza, probably not the best idea.
2: (laughs) Right. Right.
4: Like, you got to cut back on the cheese or just pizza?
0: The carbs, Um... like all of it.
4: Yeah, the carbs is really the big problem. Yeah,
1: Mm. But the diabetes medicine I take has an appetite suppressant. So I don't really get like super hungry anymore. Mm. The neon maniac that was peeping in the window there, that's my least favorite one. Because I don't even understand like what he's
2: doing.
1: (laughs) He's like, it's like fucking stiff neck neon maniac.
2: Yeah, he's, right. I
4: was going to say the thick neck medium. Yeah. But he's been he's like, there since the beginning of the first scene. His
1: his power is that his spine is fused together and he can't turn.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he can't turn his neck. Hmm.
1: Do you want to hear the names of the Neon Maniacs? Yeah. Ape, Archer, Axe, Decapitator, Doc. Hangman, Juice, Mohawk, Punk Biker, Samurai, Slasher, and Soldier. Hmm. And the Cyclops creature is called a Scavenger. They're not an actual Neon Maniac.
4: I
2: I'm, reading,
1: the I'm reading the history of the Neon Maniacs. I'm bloody disgusting right now.
4: <laughs> I was calling the Dinosaur in my head.
0: Like Luchasaurus?
4: Yeah, he's like Lucha Luchamania.
1: Nothing is like Luchasaurus.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good statement
0: or a bad statement. I have to write something down,
2: actually, real <laughs> <laughs> quick.
1: Oh, they're gonna like have their fucking.
0: Yeah, yeah. All this dude, all this dude can think about is like fucking. Right. With
1: his goddamn,
0: that's going to be really crude. <clears throat> this is a... going to
1: take t- t- taking her virginity during a <laughs> neomaniac uprising with his fucking grandma's curtains like made into a coat. He probably smells like Gay and lavender. <laughs> <laughs>
4: That's another that's another pet peeve I have of mine. Freaking police the police sirens are like in all this place.
2: Really?
0: Yeah. Huh. Where's the lieutenant at? Why are all
1: these other detectives around? He's in he's in the first part of Neon Maniacs. Huh?
2: Key witnesses right now. Not Inspector,
0: straight. he's lieutenant. There he is. Go. Yeah. That <laughs> columbia
2: on the scene. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. i going to put together these puzzle pieces. For...
3: <laughs> oh, that's creepy.
2: This. You're telling me that these, these things are inside only hit bridge one,
0: two, <laughs> and three. That they're a <laughs> They only come out at night prior to using Frank's words as a hot, sugaring
2: category. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah there was
1: a hiatus because they ran out of money yeah that's why it's different actors in certain
2: scenes mm.
0: fucking lieutenant inspector general admiral like devlin here is um why is he getting so much screen time in the last 10 minutes of this movie why are the neon neon maniacs (laughs) like not running amok right now there he is.
1: So, do you really want to know the reason? Like in in kayfabe, according to the the people that made it, yeah, Ooh. they were coming after what's her name because she was a virgin. Okay. And then once Pasta Breath took her virginity, the Neon Maniacs had no reason to go after her anymore. So they kind of just like retreated back to <laughs> under the Golden Gate Bridge. Okay.
4: Why so were they coming after her because she was a virgin? What about the other girl?
1: None of the other people were virgins, remember? They were all on birth control or... Oh my
4: god. Was <laughs> there any going after that original group?
1: Well, they were, only, they were attracted to her because she was a virgin and then they just killed everybody because they got in their way. Hmm. Look, man. You can't understand the Neon Maniacs universe. <laughs> You're lucky to just live in it.
4: I'm just lucky I've I've seen the, the story of the Neon Maniacs.
0: How's the breath changes clothes?
1: They all change their clothes.
4: <laughs> Remember,
1: this movie has yeah. taken place over the course of like two days. <laughs>
2: You're about
4: to, to see the ending that doesn't. That that's a hot. That's a hot shot. Right? It is.
0: Yes, you need to, You need to steal that fucking shot for a battle toad overload episode. I've
4: already, I've already thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
3: Sorry. god!
0: You have to do a noir. You need to do it a noir battle toad.
2: Oh my god! That'd be amazing.
0: A neon noir.
2: Hmm.
4: Yes. Put the plastics on the ground so you can see some street marks.
0: And you got to call somebody a gunsoul at some Gunsel? point. Yes.
4: What the fuck is a gunsoul?
2: <laughs>
0: it's in the Maltese Falcon. What? He called. He calls. Uh, what's his name? Um, the. uh the little assistant to the main bad guy, he calls, like, the, the guy that's, like, holding the gun, like, all the time, like, pulling the gun on him, calls him yeah. Gunsel. Gunsel's, like, um, because of the haze Code, Gunsel's, like, basically, like, a derogatory term to call him gay. Mm-hmm.
4: That'll get any damn easy.
0: Nah, nobody knows it. Can... It, it. beat the haze Code, man. Come on. it'll be, It'll beat YouTube
4: trying to get me um in trouble.
0: If it be the Hayes code, it could be the YouTube like algorithm or whatever. They don't know what gunzel means. Nobody does. Now we all do,
1: and anyone that's watching this watch along.
0: Yeah, five other people.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Heaster. He- make- will listen to this. Thank you, Heaster.
4: Thanks, Heaster. Yeah, thanks, Easter.
0: (laughs) An insincere. (laughs) That's what that sounded like, Rick. It was sincere enough. (laughs) (laughs) I miss Easter. I do, too.
1: Easter should be watching Neon Maniacs with us.
4: I know.
0: I have a feeling this isn't Easter's bag. This? Yeah.
1: It either is or it isn't,
0: a hundred percent. It's not.
1: There's no middle ground. No. Yes, sir.
4: I don't think I don't think he would appreciate the Neon Maniacs.
0: He sure will watch Bottle Rocket for the fifteenth time instead of watching this. <clears throat> oh.
1: The lieutenant's so angry that they couldn't find the Neon Maniacs. He is. I know the Neon Maniacs exist, even though I didn't think they existed twenty minutes ago.
4: You should be mad. This movie ran out of money. Couldn't a fucking good ending.
0: <laughs> where do you stop liking the ending, Orion? What what do you count as the ending? Like that you where you dislike it all?
4: The whole truck scene. There should be like some kind of crazy scene where he finds like this some portal that gives to something well it was set
1: up it was set up to um, generate a sequel and then the sequel just never happened Mm. somebody should remake the Neon Maniacs Mm. with an even lower budget
4: I should do it
0: <laughs> you should do it, Frank. You Keep need to left. play Lieutenant Inspector General Devlin. This is the last 30
4: seconds movie, right here. By the way, I got a
1: mustache. <laughs> I have a really funny mustache story from a movie. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So this How does is he make to... that noise
0: after the thing goes into his fucking neck? <laughs> I didn't hit his vocal
1: cords. This is supposed to teach you that the Neon maniacs are from a different dimension. Yeah,
0: I think so. Is that your kayfabe?
1: No, no, that's what I read in the article.
0: Oh, okay, that's a shoot. All right. What is this supposed to tell you?
1: The Neon Maniacs are they're invaders from a different dimension.
4: Why are you supposed to that because they were in the back
1: of the truck? Oh, I I'm just saying that I think that's the whole point. But no, I don't know how you would
4: ever know. What is Night Train Terror?
0: No, I know that's what I'm kidding. Night Train Terror is three gruesome stories. This is an anthology. Have you seen this right?
4: Oh
1: yeah, of course.
0: In 85?
1: Yeah. I mean I didn't see it in 85, but I have seen it. See, Ape is two people, archer's two people, axe is two people.
0: Oh, I Deuce? It, Deuce it it moved it moved the night people. train to terror because I wasn't quick enough. But
1: punk punk biker is four people, samurai is three people, oh, slasher is two people. This ending music is fantastic. I feel yeah. like I'm walking through Ames in
2: 1986.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you'll find um. Some kind of like hot like a uh, Star Wars figure,
1: bro. I'd be buying all the GI Joes I could. Mm. Actually, eighty six. Maybe I would be able to find some some power of the force if it was um
2: mm-hmm. North. Of... Mm-hmm. Maybe. That's
1: it's where a, I got my a man a oh,
0: man. Yeah,
1: yeah. I I you know I have a man man and Luke and um stormtrooper gear.
0: Couldn't you also order Luke in stormtrooper gear? Wasn't that a mail away?
1: Yeah, I had him. I think, a... I
0: think I have him in, in Mail away. I had him and Anakin in Mail away, I think both of them. All right, so
1: we're still recording, right? Are we are.
0: Stuff? Yeah, we're recording. <laughs> I got Night Night Train to Terror up. I might watch that like a little later tonight. Night, Night Train to Terror is playing on my TV
2: right now. Is it? <laughs> yeah, the train.
0: And it, I, just, I I paused it on the train like when it actually starts like the train mm-hmm. like coming down the tracks. Oh, um, all right. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. Um, watch uh, Watch Neon Maniacs.
1: Yeah, you should watch it with us. It's it's a good true. time.
0: Yeah. Although if all you're
1: right. this far
2: in, you've gone too far, and well, there's no point. So deuces. <laughs>